So yeah, so yeah, there's that is sewing making. Yes. Oh my I god. I mean <laughs> for for Billy it, it, it is it is not just making, it is an origin. Yes, it's an origin story. Yes. Actually my parents had a kids' clothing company growing up and then um yeah, so it flowed from that. Are we live with the audience now? Like, we are live with the audience. Oh, we are, yeah. Yes, we are. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if you ever used StreamYard before, but if, there is a button up at the side to see the comments, and that will be the, the yeah. lunacy in the chat, yeah. just in case you wanted to. Oh, hello. Okay, cool. I have used it before, but I've never seen that button before. I was just going <laughs> to open the YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, you can. I do I that as well, just to reply. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, 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 only I can, I can. I'm the kind of host, so I can reply through StreamYard. Gotcha. So you'll see that sort of coming up. But if either of you wanted to reply, you'd have to do it through the uh, YouTube live chat. It, it is okay. weird. Yeah, so we've seen Techniac as well. Because yeah. I've, I've, I've never interacted with Techniac, but I've seen and, and heard Zach say the name many, many times. He's lovely. Techniac is lovely. Um, we actually hang out well when I have Saturdays off, which is Friday night for most of the world. Um, we hang in, out in on a past. call that Matt Stoltz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we hang out on a call that Matt Stoltz. He's the community manager for Prusa. Um, ah, we hang out with course. Techniac, and yeah. I both hang out on that call. He he goes every week because um, he doesn't have have the work schedule that I do. Um, but yeah, um, we we met there, and he and I both. When I start, when Zach started his Discord channel, he asked me to help moderate it, and then I'm well, like, exactly, "Oh, we yeah. probably need a few more mods, and Techniac will be good." I, I know he's a he's a good human, so <laughs> bring him. And on. That, that's, that's exactly it. So, so I, I, I've never interacted, but whenever I watch any one of Zach, it's always you know, and and the mods, really, and Techniac, and Julie. Yes, my fair Julie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I don't Brain really mod went. anymore. I'm like Zach, take my name off. I'm not doing enough. Please take my name off the list because I have been very lazy. <laughs> in fairness, I, I felt like that a, a few times in yours because by the time I got to the message, I like you, you, Ali, and, and Andy have just pounced, and I'm like, the whole point. I've got having... forty things to read through. <laughs> having you two on it's like uh, well you three and and it's the opposite schedules so yes thank you so much we for cover. being mods on my on my discord server for anyone who doesn't know andy and and jamie are wonderful wonderful mods on on my discord server and thank you very much for that so um yeah so oh, that when i'm sleeping i don't have to worry about the occasional insane people who who come in and want to make life hard so <laughs> there are some insane people around aren't they there yeah. are some I'm right here guys <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Jamie. Yeah, I forgot. Not, yeah, not me too. <laughs> it is. It is interesting how there are people who also don't know how to behave. They're not necessarily insane, but they just don't know how to behave in a, a yeah. pleasant community. Yeah, right here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just because I'm from the north doesn't mean you can tell them. <laughs> You're both from the north of me. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I could, I could, I'm from the north at the moment, yeah, for, for, as far as Billy's concerned, yeah. It depends how far we go south, because if we come back around. No, because then you're going north again. <laughs> you hit the south pole and then you go north again, <laughs> Daffodil. <laughs> I think that's the most beautiful, gentle insult I've ever heard. <laughs> Daffodil, yeah, might stick, yeah. Yeah. Being oh, called Daffodil by Billy Rubin, I think that's. I, I don't think <laughs> I, I invented that. It will one. be now. 
Okay, good. <laughs> I like it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> you see, uh, daffodils came up. Yeah, I mentioned daffodils to somebody last night. He's not a medic, but uh, it's probably best not to repeat here. It's a family show. Yeah. yeah. I think I know the story you're on about. And yeah. Yes, it's to do with the... Um, I'll leave that one. Yeah, it's to do with the, the, the fact that daffodils, the stem of a daffodil is not smooth. It has um, <laughs> little... little um, oh, barbs. Barbs, oh. essentially, yes. They point upwards. Oh. Mm. Point does towards it, the flower. Does it tear your skin when you, when you touch them? No. Is that a thing any plants do up there? Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> You're looking very confused. <laughs> the, 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 I, I, if we start going pale, it's because of knowing the story that Andy's on about. Uh, about. Oh, an, oh, an oh I think yeah, I just got it. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Just say that there were medics around. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> medics were medics were nodding knowingly. I, I just realised we, we missed a perfect opportunity last night, Andy, when we were at the at that wedding, to bring more new followers in with medical backgrounds and telling them exactly who was on tonight. Because if we'd have said. Yeah. Instead of just Billy off of the Dr. internet. Folk do love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. They love that. They love a good pun, and they they love it. <laughs> so for those that don't realise, my name is a pun on Billy Rubin, which is a byproduct of the breakdown of hemoglobin, and doctors love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Doctors tend to be people who like humour. I, I think mm -hmm. it's a um... bad humour, particularly. Yeah, yeah. I th I... good humor. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes, exactly. like I, th I think, particularly the emergency services uh, operate on similar humor levels to some of the kind of armed forces of you know quite dark humor. Yeah. Which, if you're in the kind of if you're in the know, is kind of it, you can see that it is actually a coping strategy for mm -hmm. what they have to mm -hmm. put up yeah. with. Um, but if you're not in the know, or if you're in the situation where you're actually needing their services and you happen to overhear something, that, although most are professional enough not to do it in front of clients, for want of a better word, um, it can seem insensitive and, yeah. and, and it, in the wrong situation it is. Um, but it is also, humor's great, isn't it, really? It's... Um, it, it's yeah. There's that phrase from the sort of Reader's Digest of laughter is the best medicine. Well, I think that is that's, that's very true. We've, we've had I mean, I, I'm on pretty certain show. most most medical professionals would argue that medicine is probably the best medicine. <laughs> Depends <laughs> what you're trying to treat. Second best is La laughter. Laughter's a good second. I think. <laughs> when there's not medicine, there's laughter. <laughs> and, and laughter is definitely not the best medicine for anyone with diarrhea. <laughs> It's probably not much use for a broken leg either. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, we've reached my level of, of, of bad humour down here. <laughs> Love it. It's great. Oh, a bit of, oh, crikey! It's tired plus we've done laughing. that same thing again, yeah. haven't we? We, we? Yeah, faces faces not working properly. Ten, again. ten minutes in with eighty faces already. <laughs> It's going to get achy from smiling too much. I'm kind of hoping in six months' time, yeah, after sort of doing six months of 
podcast with this, hopefully the same amount of laughter every week. My face gets used really to it. Defined yeah, muscles. Build up the laughing yeah, muscles. get the get yeah. the cheeks. Get nice of, high yeah. cheekbones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My partner has really high cheeks. He's like he's got this like very I don't know, he he the looks rugged, he'll hate this. He looks quite a lot like Orlando Bloom. Like Orlando Bloom and Pedro Pascal had like <laughs> this impossible love child um, that's, that's what my boyfriend looks like and he's got this most perfect like high cheeks and yeah we'll end up with cheeks like him all up here <laughs> giggle the way just, away someone just says stops my Oh, it's a good. It's a good way to. St- it's always a good way to start. We've we've had some pretty good luck on starting our chats with laughter. I I, I, I like it. Yeah. I do like it. I think it's fair to say we've been we've been sort of building up to having Billy on, though, haven't we? You know, we wanted to <laughs> building up. You're silly. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you're going on the way down if you had Hannah last week. Oh my gosh, how amazing is Hannah? Like, holy she, moly. She's amazing. She's so <laughs> smart. Yeah, like wicked, wicked brains on her. I just you're only saying that yeah. because you're an equally physicisty. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I, I started no. a chemistry degree. I, no, she's, oh right, and she's got okay, right. She's got a master's. She's 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 above me. She's got a master's. I've got I've, I've got a master's. She's master I just physics. I just taught for twenty years. Yeah, it doesn't make me <laughs> doesn't make me any smarter than somebody with a master's in physics. Uh, yeah, love yeah. Hannah. Oh my gosh! Did you, did you so say you, you were you started doing chemistry then, Billy? Yeah, I started a video game and a chemistry degree at the same time. Um, only a few years ago, actually, because um, I I originally was gonna like, my name. I don't know how much we can say on here, YouTube, but the name came like. about because I started a persona on the internet to help fund my way through medical school because I originally wanted to be a doctor. Um, well, like, that was that then, was the bit of the story I knew. So that was why the, I was uh, quite not su- surprised, but why it threw me when you said about doing chemistry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I originally wanted to be a doctor, and then, as I said, the name doctors love it. So I ended up talking to a lot of doctors and realizing I wouldn't like the everyday job of being a doctor. <laughs> I yeah. just I just found the human body fascinating, but the everyday kind of job of being a doctor, I wouldn't I wouldn't really enjoy. Um, and then. So what about and pathology? The, you could have done pathology. That that's a quite interesting. I one. could have, but I I'd been out of study for so long that I figured I should start with like something broader, and then just because I'd never really been to uni, uni I'd done some trade trade stuff, and I'd been out of school for so long that I figured I'll do start with something broader that'll just be useful in general. And I also would. Well, this is a long story, but it's I, I think yeah, it's please. an interesting We're one. Good for long <laughs> waffle away. <laughs> okay, so um, my dad. Um, doesn't really believe in like <laughs> climate change or that vaccines work and all sorts of other stuff, which is just like maddening and weird. Um, and I'm like, how do you how do you not understand this? And I realized that like he just didn't do any sciences in high school and then didn't do anything mm-hmm. in uni. Mm-hmm. And the science that he did do way back when, you know, in grade eight or nine or whatever, was like many years out of date now and um and and he just like didn't have the base foundation of like understanding how science worked in order to be able to see see and understand that the things he was reading online and the articles he was reading weren't real science like it's not how science works and that's not and and Mm. and the reasons why they're not valid like he just had no baseline foundational concept of these things so he couldn't use you know complex reasoning to be like 
this is junk. <laughs> and so he would he would think he was doing research. Like he would tell me all the time about all his research that he was doing. And and through conversations with him, like it was so maddening because I'd be like, but these are facts. The facts say that 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 the that the climate is warming and the facts say that it's changing. Like facts, they're there. The data. And and it just and then he would present a poem in in to, as a combat to my argument he'll be like yes but but there's a fame there's a famous poem in australia called i love a sunburnt country and it goes i love a sunburnt country a land of sweeping plains of fire and floods and something or other but it just talks about like crazy weather and stuff and he would bring this as evidence to be like look this poem is like 200 years old and and so it's always been this way and i'm like number one 200 years is not that long in the blink of of the of the glory geologically and speaking two, a, a poem is not science. Um, <laughs> and, and like and so it would be like maddening for me but i realized that he honestly genuinely values those things the same and if i could tell yeah. him a story like I, I couldn't just throw facts at him i'd be like facts why isn't your mind not changing more facts and it, like, it doesn't change his <laughs> mind like that's not how to change someone's mind um but i realized if i could tell him a story and paint a kind of picture for him I could tilt him a bit more in my direction, tilt him a bit more. And and um and then I and then around the same sort of time, I really started playing with VR, like virtual reality technology. Um and I I played Resident Evil 7. And anyone who's played that game knows it is terrifying. I'm editing out my swear words. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> like I couldn't even get into the first encounter. And I I watch spooky stuff all the time. I love horror like all the time. Um, terrifying. I couldn't even, I'm like, I'm just not going in that house. I'm just not going in there. It's terrifying. I'm not going in there. Um, and, and I realized, and it was such a visceral fear. Like I've had, I've had scary things happen to me in real life, but it was so real feeling, so visceral. And, um, and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you could take that storytelling device that is just so powerful and can produce such real feeling emotions and use it to teach science. And I was thinking like magic school bus, you know, shrink down inside your own body and head through yes. your veins and see how, you know, heart disease works or see like the little ways that um, your white blood cells learn to combat a virus or whatever and like how vaccines work and stuff and just like shrink down and or go back in time and visit the dinosaurs. And I just thought, wouldn't it be so cool to use this storytelling device to teach science? And I was really interested in gamification and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. So I thought I'll do a really broad science degree and chemistry is pretty broad it's like kind of in between the physics and the biology <laughs> you kind of get a tiny tiny hint of both and you, i don't know and i just thought i just want to be able to speak the language of science so that i can read papers properly and interpret them to be able to turn them into things that teach people science so i can help to tilt people's <laughs> tilt people's understanding in the right direction when they're the kinds of people who don't value facts um yeah so that was the story that's why i did video games and chemistry <laughs> yes, that was a very long. That's story. really I'm cool. Sorry. That was no, quite a waffle. No, I mean we love waffles. Perfect place for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really cool, actually. And I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Um, there was the, a, the, a newspaper, well, not newspaper. It was kind of a, a news uh, site headline caught my eye, and I didn't look at it, but it was something along the lines of all students at age sixteen in the UK going on should do some form of art type subject so whether that's sort of art arts yeah the, the drawing sketching whatever or whether it's kind of things like history mm. so the kind of the, the arts i suppose is probably a better way of thinking about mm. it and i just think about for 
in the UK, when you get to 16, you do, you do some exams called GCSEs, and then you go on to A-levels. And normally most students in the UK, when they do A-levels, do three. Sometimes there's four. Very, very rarely five. But most people do three. Sometimes people do two. And, and there are some other courses for people who want to do different things. But there's there's an in the on the continent a lot of um, continental Europe, a lot of schools use uh, the international baccalaureate. Now there are some schools in the UK that do that as well, and I've I've taught the IB as it's it's known or the IB diploma, and it's really really quite cool because you do your you can choose your your specialism. So if you want to be a scientist, yeah, you go off to do a science degree or medic. You, you take your chemistry, you take your physics, and maybe your biology. But you can also then, you have to have a language, and it could be a language you've already studied, or you could take a new, a new language up. You have to have something, if you're a scientist, you have to have something art-based. Mm. You have to have maths. Uh, yeah. You have to have English. And in the end, I think you, there's about sort of, you, you end up taking sort of seven or eight subjects. Mm. And I think that gives such a, a much broader education to actually sort of young people going off then into the world to be able to understand you know, how does science work because even if they're linguists or they're they're going to go into classical art type subjects like history or whether it's more social sciences um they still have to have that kind of grounding in critical thinking and sort of science mm. that you, you get that was exactly what i was going to say there is that the Doing a science degree, whether or not it is sort of like you know the big three, the chemistry, physics, biology, or any of the subsets within, it's like you very rightly came to Billy, in that it's it's more of a a lesson in how to think critically, and how to process data, how to organise thoughts in a, a certain pattern or methodology or things like that, mm. more than perhaps formulas or equations or hmm. things like that yeah. it's, it's it's a way of thinking and seeing the world and then just a set of extra facts that you dump in the top sort of thing yeah yeah definitely i think it's especially in high school it's less about the actual science because mostly we're just repeating science that has already been done yeah. <laughs> but like more about more about yeah the understanding and appreciating appreciating too like appreciating how science works like understanding mm. that like the reason we can make a vaccine in two years that is safe is because of the way that science works like mm -hmm. and the way that they do it all like and the the, the structures and and processes and we're not starting from scratch it. and there's yeah you know, yeah a hundred years <laughs> of technology not... behind it exactly. on the we didn't giants, have to first it? build the toaster and then come up with a yeah. covid vaccine like yeah yeah <laughs> like we already have coronavirus vaccines and we're just yeah yeah you will design get, a new but... version of the wheel <laughs> Then yeah. put the vaccine in the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think, I think the media has has some things to blame there because mm, 100%. you get things like, oh, they're using this new technology, you know, the mRNA technology. It's, it's new technology. Yeah, it's like yeah, but it's still forty years old. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's new compared to kind of standard vaccine systems that have been around since. Yeah, well, it's it, it's new compared to rubbing Cow up against pox. a cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We've moved on from the Aztecs slightly. Yeah. Oh, look, it's the like, milkmaids don't get smallpox. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> PLA's only been around for like 40 years and look at the whole industry that's sprung up around because mm. PLA exists. Like, yeah. It's like I, I 40 years is told. a long time in, in science and technology. Yeah. It, yeah, 40 years is a long time, trust me. I'm, I'm over 40, yeah. <laughs> so you're not allowed to put any papers in that are 40 years old when, you, when you're when making a science paper in uni. They're like, 40 years old? No, more than five is dodgy. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing with like with science and technology. It, like, Once you, you're getting into something being years old, then it, it becomes problematic. Yeah, actually, that's why I didn't finish the video games degree is because it moved... Like, science, yeah, was a little... Like science is quick, but video games is even quicker. I think like the okay. stuff we were learning about in uni was like 10 years out of date. <laughs> and it's just like, that is too long in video games to be in yeah, any yeah. way effectual. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't get, didn't get deep enough into science and it's probably harder to get deep enough, deeper into, but yeah, it's definitely why I didn't finish the video games. Cause I'm like, I can learn better on YouTube, like literally better on YouTube. <laughs> so, cause like by the time, the you know people have gone through the uni and they've started their their um their own papers and then they've contributed them back into the thing and then they've been turned mm. into a course that's at least five to eight years at least minimum mm, easy, and then of yeah. course that doesn't happen that quickly and and in real life so they don't turn the course over that quickly so yeah it was just too out of date i'm like this is just a waste of money <laughs> Yeah. And then, like you say, for video games, it's quite often while you're learning something, the next generation of the something is being developed and, you know, released to yeah. new engines and all the rest of stuff. I've, I've got a couple yeah. of friends who have sort of gone through video games development degrees and stuff and come out the end of it and gone, that, that three years of me doing the degree is now obsolete for industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. This, I think there's, a, there's, there's almost a... I get frustrated. And I've mentioned this before. I, I, I believe you may may not know. Quite often, I end up having at least one or two education rants during the waffles. Um, I, I, one of the, the issues I have with the, the British education system, of probably the last fifteen years or so, is the expansion of universities. So I, I, I went to university. It's, it's nearly thirty years since I left university. And at that time, very few people went to university. It was it was less than ten percent of the population. We're now at the situation where we've got roughly half the young people in the country go to university, which in some ways is great. Don't get me wrong; I think it's fantastic. But unfortunately, when you go to university now in the UK, you have to pay, mm. and you have to pay an awful lot of money. And the universities have expanded, and there aren't enough jobs for the graduates. Mm. So there was, there was a report in the Telegraph uh, a number of years ago, probably six or seven years ago now, at the time. And the situation I don't think will have changed much. Uh, that said 75% of graduate work level uh, qualification people in London were not doing graduate level jobs. Mm. Yeah. So there's an awful yeah. lot of people who are Same getting here. an awful lot of debt and then they're not able to then actually work in the industry that they perhaps want to work in or yeah, they're working in the industry of... but it's not necessarily at the level that they're trained for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something sort of out, out the back of that that kind of links through with what billy was saying before as well with the, the kind of the knock-on effect of that is because of the the sheer volume of people going into uni to study something that's essentially seen as more of an academic endeavor 
um, that's reducing the number of people who are studying trades. So then we're reaching mm. this point of mm -hmm. all these people stepping out into the big wide world with a with a degree and no experience and then no nothing else to fall back on and mm -hmm. then a sudden mm -hmm. lack of trades as well so mm -hmm. then you you know there's no one wanting to, to go and retrain to be a plumber or you know bricklayer or things so like plumbers, that. yeah plumbers can now charge so... a small fortune can charge yeah. more than the degree <laughs> earners can <laughs> which i'm not i'm not against to be like no, I, I did absolutely. start i did start in a trade um and i'm really really glad like i did a, a apprenticeship as a theatrical costume maker um so kind of sewing -y sorts of trades um but yeah did a bunch of a bunch of trade certificates as part of that um and i'm so so glad i did like i really think the ability to learn and earn money at the same time and get experience really it's the experience mm. um is just so valuable like I, I I remember just going through that part of my life when all my friends went to uni and I, I did this apprenticeship thing. Um, and I just made more than them for years and years and years and years. And I, and I took a paid step down to go into the role that I want to for a quality of life up kind mm. of thing. Like, this is something I really, really mm. enjoy. But yeah, like I could, I could walk into a job that's at 90K really comfortably at, at this point in my career. And I don't know that any of my friends still could and all of like all the ones that went to uni still could and i don't know any that are working in their actual field that didn't first go and finish a degree or two and then come back and are now working in their field and studying their thing that they're doing so like mm -hmm. and this is i'm you know i'm early 30s now um so yeah like i really think there's so much value in getting work experience like really it's just that because yeah. all my jobs have been totally different from each other like my career has been really wacky um mm. but just being able to be, say look i've done these things and i'm not a terrible person and i'm reliable and i work hard and i like learning yeah. quickly and all that sort of stuff and i've worked doing some stuff and haven't been fired yet exactly <laughs> like they like me look they like me you'll like me <laughs> it's just so valuable i think particularly here in australia we don't care as much about degrees though we're all heavily encouraged to do degrees like almost mm. all my friends went to uni and we're very much in the same boat um Though, but in the real world, in when you're actually getting jobs, people don't care as much if you have qualifications or not. They very much care about the evidence that, like, yeah, have you have you done this before? Have one. you, yeah. yeah, and like, do you have the right attitude? Like, because we can teach you a lot, but like, you have mm. to be willing to learn and stuff. So, yeah, I think I mean, particularly that, that's in been my career in a nutshell because I I left school mm. early. I've only got a, a couple of an, of exams. Nothing nothing degree level just some like very basic you know three exams that most school leavers here in the uk would have probably nine or ten of mm. nothing that would be classed as a you know a, a set of qualifications but lots of like trade stuff and experience to back it up and it's it's now that you know if i if i go and apply for something else it, it's the, the qualifications aren't even a consideration in the in the hiring process. It's it's just right. What's the experience? What what can you as a person bring to us? And that's yeah. It, it's it's the qualifications are only really to to get you those first five years in in industry, aren't they? Yeah, yeah that is experience. I, I think some some areas like it obviously matters a lot. Like you can't go into science without a qualification. You need it. Like it, it's like a yeah, baseline yeah. hygiene factor. Yeah. But for business and stuff like. 
just do it <laughs> like, i yeah. don't know like yeah. i like yeah like science doctory stuff for sure you definitely need a degree to start with oh, absolutely. yeah ab but absolutely like, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to med you <laughs> don't want you don't want to be treated you know operated on in a hospital by someone mm. who's going well I've, no. i don't actually have Just a degree but I've, I've been winging it for yeah i've Goodness. been practicing for yeah. years <laughs> to hit a rat with a hammer <laughs> once is that <laughs> yeah there's definitely a limit <laughs> yeah in the shed made a, a good point i've, I've for the People watching on YouTube, obviously, they can see it. But for audio listeners, I'll, I'll read it out. So he's currently doing a master's in science. When he's finished it, he's got a year to go. You know, he's doing it as well as working. Um, what he'll have learned will be out of date. But, and here's the, this here is a really useful thing for kind of university-level qualifications. The piece of paper won't expire. Because mm -hmm. what that piece of paper will say is, well, you have the learning ability and the skills to get a, yeah. a a master's or or to get a degree and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. things like that and i think there is something to that but it doesn't necessarily have to be through have a degree uh, i was talking a couple of years ago to a university friend of mine he works for um a, a company that makes how should we put it interesting materials mm. so he it, yeah things that get used from you know from dentures to important parts for aircraft that people in certain governments don't want to be seen by other kind of yeah, other governments very delicate yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm trying to yeah, <laughs> and he one of the things that he was had the opportunity to do is to actually kind of actually we had some really interesting chats about things like you know diversity it was, it was mm. quite you know diversity in terms of types of people you have in your teams and also diversity in terms of cultural um, input in those teams. And for him, the, the more widely diverse the team was, the better they were able to sort of solve problems and to, to work on things. Mm. But he was talking about, yeah, he'd had uh, some young people come in to do internships to kind of see before they were going to go off to the degree. So, yeah, they finished sixth form. They, yeah, they're thinking of going off to university, so they'll spend their summer, you know, doing some work to kind of listen. And he said, "That's a great idea." He's had <laughs> he's had people that he he can recognise very very quickly. Someone who's a good learner, who's got creative thinking skills, who can work hard, and just kind of wants to go. I'll just please come now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll have you in, and we want you to join the company. But of course, yeah. <laughs> to actually advance in the company because of essentially politics of company structure to advance actually for what they would be their skills are their talent is they need the degree yeah it's like we really want yeah, it's, it's like yeah I, it was I, I, desperately I trying to a, get sort of yeah, sponsorship sorry, I used to work with an energy assessor who was doing you know massive energy calculations for, for huge buildings and taking into account all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff and he, it was a job he wanted to do, but getting the degree was, you know, a good foot in the door. So he went and got a geology degree because his local uni, he basically went, what's the what's the highest pass rate, you know, kind of seems like the, the quickest, easiest degree for me to do. So they said, oh, geology, so I'll do that. So he literally just came out, came out the other end three years later with a geology degree. So he could go to this company and say, I would like to work for you, please. I have a degree. Doesn't matter what it's in, but it's just I, I I can prove to you I've got the ability to learn stuff. Teach me your things. See, I'm, I'm I want to step in there and just say I do not believe that a geology degree could be the easiest degree. 
It was the easiest thing. Well, at at <laughs> the uni, he was at closest to. It was the easiest one. Maybe it was just the, the best. Oh, crikey, what, what else did the they do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a relative thing, maybe. Yeah, because uh, yeah. when I did my teacher training, the, the university I did my teacher training at uh, had a specialism for earth science. They had their own earth science sort of study unit, and they. Essentially, if you wanted to be a geology teacher, there's not very many geology teachers in the UK, but if you want to be a geology teacher, this was the university you go to. So we had a lot of input on how to teach earth sciences and things like that, including kind of residential trips up into sort of the Peak District and, and sort of looking at, you know, oh, look, we're in the middle of the Peak District, probably further from the That's coast than any point. Some of our big mountains, that really. <laughs> they're hills. Peak, the Peak District are hills. They're not mountains, they're hills. Not that big. Yeah. <laughs> But you, 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 you're in the middle of the Peak District, as about as far from the sea as you can get, and the seashells. Yeah, in the rock, it's like mm, it's, mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. But we did this. We did this exercise. Opposite the entrance to the university was a church with a graveyard, and graveyards are really good for looking at things like erosion, because you've got mm. these slabs of stone, a variety of different stones depending on what you could afford, which have got a conveniently placed on accurate date of when they were planted. Mm. So you can like look that. at erosion and you can look at weathering and and, and different rocks. Genius. So we were given this we were given this kind of sort of set of worksheets to go into this graveyard and and work on, and the geology students were paired up with the non geologists to kind of you know, guide them and help them, and we had these keys in order to identify the different types of rock. So you kind of work through this key, get be in front of a gravestone, you work through this key, oh right, this crystal strides of this uh, this grains, there's uh, various different things. You sort of tick it off and go, right, that's this type of limestone. And then the geology student would go, no, it, it's it's this other type of, it's not actually a limestone, it's a sandstone. Huh, like, okay. So then you go to the next one, you go, okay, right. And then, right, so this is the sandstone. Go, no, 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 that one's a limestone. It's like, they, they look the, the same. same. thing, I'm so, trying to no. identify bugs. I had the same yeah. experience trying to identify bugs. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, why, that's, yeah. Why I never, that's why I didn't do biology either. Yeah, it's like, you know, botany or something like that. It's just like... I'm like, but, but it's it, got the three things. It's, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's that ash or it's that elm. It's the same shaped leaf. One's yeah. bigger than the other. But the, the trees, the leaves are different sizes. How <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can tell an oak. Oaks are different shaped to any other tree. <laughs> I just won't root one. I've got ones and zeros. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> if this, then that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crikey. I didn't know that we have oak down here. Are they the, are they the round sort of? Yeah. They kind of got okay. roundish sort of. Seen them leaves. on TV. <laughs> yeah. We have weird plants and animals down here. All our, all our nature is pretty weird. Like, and broke off pretty early and just got strange. Pardon? What was that? All of your stuff down there is, is trying to kill everyone. Well, when you were saying before about the daffodils, I was like, oh, do they hurt people if they if they get scratched? Because there's, there's lots of plants here. Well, not lots, but there's a, a decent amount that have the little barbs. And the barbs are actually made out of, like, a silica. I think it's silica. It's something like that. So they end up, like, sharp, like, glass sharp, like, broken glass mm. sharp. And if you brush them when you're walking through, they will just cut you. Like, like... Like a oh, big no, we, razor we, blade. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. They're, we have they're, a few plants in the UK nice. that are, are, are nasty. I mean, there's, there's things like brambles. Mm. Yeah, which are which, like which, 20 centimetre like long thorns. 
yeah, yeah. But they, and they grow really quickly and the thing and you get things like occasionally you get trees like the hawthorn um which and, and which have you know quite sharp little spikes on them and the ends tend to break off so if you get if, if it does get you the end breaks off and ends up kind of yeah bits get stuck in which is really difficult do to they get have out. like an irritant in them like are they like no a, no no they're just, they're just they, big no we don't have, we, we do I tend think to have the lots only... of swear words in them though <laughs> or they bring the them out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we have a few irritant plants, you know, stinging nettles that you know, inject formic acid to your skin. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But that, that's relatively yeah, mild. Yeah. We have, I think, the only one that's really nasty that I know of is um, giant hogweed, hogweed, which literally it goes huge, huge plants. And if you get caught on the, they've. Um, I mean, it's just the plot of Harry Potter there. Yeah, almost. Yeah, like, it, it could be. I mean, it, it, they're, they're quite. They, they grow huge. It, it, it could be in Harry Potter, and if you get scratched by them, your skin will come up in blisters, huge blisters. Ooh. But that's the worst thing we've got. Won't kill that's you. Pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. it is. It is bad. But, <laughs> yeah, but and they're not just like randomly found in everyone's garden, like all no, the no, stuff they're, they're quite quite unusual. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Plants in general aren't found in everyone's garden. You'd, you'd have to be bushwalking. Like we do have some animals that you have to be wary about. But I mean, I don't know. Most of the animals here are so lazy. Every it's too hot, you know. And they're, they're also not highly evolved. Like they haven't had lots of predators, and they haven't had lots of the evolutionary pressures that a lot of the rest of the world have had. So they're just not. They're just not really that well evolved. So they're quite inefficient animals. Like people say koalas are drunk because they eat eucalyptus. They're not. They just don't get much nutrients from them because they haven't needed to get much nutrients from them so they're just real lazy like yeah, <laughs> like mo and most of our animals are like that most of our animals are just really lazy so if you if you see them and you're like oh i will leave you alone then nothing happens like nothing happens and most of the time they'll want to get away from you there's only a yeah. couple of animals that i really would worry about here in australia and one is a saltwater crocodile really easy to avoid just don't swim in cans <laughs> and the, other one, the other one is a king brown snake which will just chase you down and kill you for spite. And they, their bite does kill you in six minutes. And usually they're found in the countryside. So like you're really, really far from any hospitals. So there, there's something to be wary of, <laughs> to be wary of. But other than that, everything else will like, if you give them a chance to run away, they will run away. Like they don't want to mess with you. Yeah, they I can't mean, eat you think... and you're a waste of poison or whatever else. Like they can't eat yeah, you. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think in fairness for, for me, the, the... The temperature is always going to be about 30 degrees too high for me to be comfortable in Australia, <laughs> in any part of Australia, even in the middle of your winter. But so far, there's only a very small number of, of things that would drag me over there. And Quokkas is one of them. They're only on a very small island, so you don't yes. even have to go to the mainland. And I think that island probably doesn't have many snakes and stuff, so you're probably good. You could just, you just I, I air, might just... airplane hop to <laughs> To Quokka Island, I don't know which one it is. I might just I might just live there for a couple of weeks, just just sounds exist good. among them, and then and then come away. <laughs> yeah, sounds perfect. Perfect. I'll just sit but in the middle, like, just like the giant like, quokka. Kangaroos and stuff like that's really fun. Yeah. Like a, at a lot of a lot of zoos, yeah, you can like, feed them, and that that's real fun. And you can give a little scritch, and they're very friendly. They're yeah, they're quite fun. Oh, magpies! I've... Something except for magpies, they spoop out of spite. Yeah, yes. but if you make friends with the magpies in the non-breeding season, they don't sweep you. They just sing at you, which is what I do. Every time I start in a new neighborhood, because I walk everywhere because I don't drive, I always just like 
like say good morning to the magpie and just be like hey magpie how you doing and like wander on and they like get used to you and then when they have babies they don't get scared of you and they don't swoop mm. you i don't know whether i'm just lucky but and I've never they are intelligent they're intelligent birds <laughs> yeah the, i think the, they kind the of get kind to of, know you they're like the, this, the sort of like impression I have of you, Billy, is, is like the the the, sort of the Disney princess type that walks out and Snow White. I'm just yeah, that that sort of like you know sort of start Little singing, man. stretch your arms out, and they all just come over to you yeah, singing this song. A lovely song though. They have a really beautiful little song. They're like, I think people forget that they're a songbird. They have this like and it's like this cute little happy chortle. Like it's really sweet. They have a lovely little song, and yeah, if you make friends with them, then they're all right. <laughs> I don't know. It's not the same with most animals, though, isn't it? If you, yeah. if you, if you show you're, you're sort of non-threatening, then you, you, they're not going to, in general, go for you. Yeah, yeah, in general. Maybe I saw, it, I saw an interesting me. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, obviously, we think I, I see videos every now and again of kind of your. Normally, it's yeah, something like Dan Brent, you know, dropping a video somewhere that kind of sort of kangaroo jumping through a car because the <laughs> car just happens to be going along the highway and it's in the kangaroos going this way and the kangaroo just keeps going it's like that's basically but, our deer like yeah kind of stupid <laughs> and they like being on roads and but, in the morning and dusk and they're basically our deer yeah <laughs> but if you thought I, I saw i saw a meme a couple of days ago comparing a kangaroo with its very powerful back legs quite small arms although they, they they have quite a reach, but they're, they're, they're not as muscular as their legs. Um, it's sort of essentially a triangular body, although it's some of the videos I've seen are the boxy ones. Yes, comparing <laughs> it to a T Rex. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but if you've, if you, I don't know that I've ever seen a T Rex lie down like kangaroos do. If you've never seen right. a kangaroo lie down, you have to look that up because they're like Fabio. They're like, and they like <laughs> luxuriate and have a little stretch like this. <laughs> just like lying down they're amazing paint me like there's one of your french ladies yeah <laughs> but yeah literally literally there's a beach just out of sydney and they just love lying all over that beach and they just all lie around and scritch and they like chew like this so they're just like this seedy this seedy guy <laughs> just like lazing about they're glorious they're amazing <laughs> I, i've just i've just got the urge now to make a meme of, of, to just get that and just say paint me like one of your koalas <laughs> <laughs> T-Rex lie down like that now that you've said it though like maybe brain. they did maybe they bounced maybe they did maybe they bounced around maybe they can you imagine, you imagine the thumping yeah the bum, 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 bum. They're going size around. of the craters footprints I kind of wish they did that would we, be amazing you know the, the, oh. when you see the videos of the kangaroos like having the boxing matches uh-huh. Yeah. Can you imagine how close they'd have to be as T Rexes, though? Like <laughs> 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 resting the chin on oh each other's shoulders. It's so <sighs> funny. It is really funny, though, that what is it? Is it convergence? Something like that, where animals that are totally separate lineages evolved the same traits. Yeah, um, divergent I've evolution. I've always found that so fascinating. Yeah, that. It's, it's got some. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating how evolution kind of reinvents similar builds. Though kangaroos mm. and T-Rexes have pretty different stresses. I imagine they don't even eat similar stuff. <laughs> but yeah, pretty pretty interesting and how that happens. Volumetrically as well, it's, it's, it's an interesting shape and configuration to end up in. Mm. With, with the, yeah, with the sheer it's sizes. weird. 
Yeah. Um, one of the, the it just just reminded me of the, the, the kind of like um, similar sort of thing of the way that the divergent evolution sort of thing happens. They, they've noticed a similar thing with uh, certain types of problem solving of animals um, in different parts of the world. And there, there were two groups of sheep in two different parts of the world that both learned how to get over cattle grids around the same time. By rolling? Or how do they do it? By rolling. Yeah, yeah. rolling. Really. Yeah. Amazing. But they, in two completely different parts of the world, both learned it around the same time. There you go. There's a myth on this island that I holiday at all the time called Norfolk Island, which is a beautiful island. And if you're ever down this way, go there. It is one of the most beautiful places you will ever visit. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a local myth about a cow that because they have cows that roam everywhere because the island's so small that the cows just graze on the side of the road basically. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of got to avoid them. You can't hit them. Um, but they get into people's gardens if you don't have a cattle grid. And there was this myth about a cow that learned how to get over the cattle grid and it would just roll everywhere and get into everyone's gardens. And it's just like this local legend. And um, yeah, Cows are not the shape for rolling. <laughs> no, they're not really. You have funny little legs that get halfway and get stuck. <laughs> Cows are so funny. They're funny. They're like a barrel with little toothpicks sticking out. So but I love personality-wise, they're, they're like two-year-olds as well. They're just yeah. really, really, really curious creatures. Yeah, yeah. You seem like people have been stood at the side of the road, like playing an instrument or something, and then all the cows come over and they're like, what's that sound? Yeah. Wonderful. We were, we were drawing them on Norfolk because there's just so many and they're so lovely. And then the Jersey cows too with the really pretty faces. they got like little deer faces and big, beautiful brown eyes. And they're just so... And we were like painting them and drawing them because we're, we're arty people, me and my family. And... um. And yeah, and watching them with their little babies and the little babies would like come around and like check stuff out. And the mum would just walk just out of, just out of like always just keeping just in tow with the babies. And I'm like, oh, there's so much love between you. And I I felt quite bad about eating hamburgers that day, but I didn't stop. <laughs> but, but I did for a moment think, gosh, there's really a lot of love and a lot of curiosity going on in your heads, isn't there? Like they're really lovely, lovely creatures. Yeah. There's not a lot else going on in their heads though. <laughs> so sweet like they're just lovely little things well big things they're really big but you know yeah, <laughs> yeah i always forget how big they are until i stand next to one and i'm like far out freaking huge and if you get to stand next to uh, if you uh, we have um in the uk we have kind of agricultural shows yes and, we do yeah, too, people yeah. Will, yeah they'll be horse, the horse jumping and show. things like that yeah, we have, yeah. and you, you, <laughs> they, everyone you know, all the farmers bring their kind of their, their best sheep or their best goats yeah. or their best chickens their, and the best cows and you you see some of the kind of you know, particularly the bulls and some of the size of some of the kind of yeah you know, just like some of the some... and these things are just huge <laughs> and they're, <laughs> yeah, like, they're like two meters wide yeah never mind long and yeah, yeah like a ton of just beef and all really yeah. muscly as well and it's, mm. yeah, it's not like yeah. and brushed they're all like clean yeah because they've all been clean and like... <laughs> they got the hair all done up got, and got the part in. <laughs> yeah they do they get all cute it's really cute <laughs> yeah <laughs> we have that it's i love that you've seen like um you talked about like the, the, the kind of the, the cute behaviors of them and stuff like that on places like eye bleach and things like that on reddit where you get the and and r where you get like the the cows with their with their people friends, just sort of like lounging out in, the, in a field and just like yeah. yeah, just like plunking their head on and just oh. cows with brushes when they get yeah. when they make those cow brushes and the cows just love them. Oh, I, there's a there's a business I saw on YouTube and their whole thing is making and installing cow brushes and I was like, 
oh my god if you if that was your job you would just die happy you get to make stuff and then you get to give it to cows and watch them enjoy it and just like you would just die happy it would just be the best job ever <laughs> i'm just like oh so good such a good scratch like they just look so happy <laughs> i mean Never i'm not surprised because they, they can't reach to to scratch their own back so and they get all salty and dusty and everything loves being brushed horses they love being brushed you bring out a curry comb and they're like oh yes give me a brush <laughs> yeah sorry could ramble about yeah, humans do too thing. don't they yeah you can yeah oh. Most humans like it too. I, yeah, I if do you the same. I go, go to, to a, a barber's or a hairdresser and they, they brush your hair. It's quite, unless you've kind of got really knotty hair, it's quite a <laughs> cathartic experience. Like mine. Mine's very knotty right now. <laughs> knotty, knotty hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm very bad at brushing it. <laughs> I, I brush that every day. The little one right there. Me, I'm sorry. Just give it a mess. <laughs> I get a hair right here in the middle of my forehead, just one, like a unicorn horn, right there. I pluck yeah, it. Yeah, I get, I get one. One. <laughs> I've got one that comes out about there, which I, every now and again pulls and pluck. And I've got, a, I've got beard hair that is about <gasps> a, a centimeter above my. It's like you know, half up to my eyes. Yeah, like, I, I get loads of there. I get one right in my chin, sort of. <laughs> I actually do get a couple there from I, I got a scar I fell off a scooter when I was a kid and a couple grew out of a scar there it's so strange oh, I'm weird. like why <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but yeah there's a couple of really weird hard chin hairs that just decided to grow a bit of beard I don't know it's very weird <laughs> maybe you're becoming a billy goat maybe maybe <laughs> oh my internet rage has increased my testosterone levels or something <laughs> We should. We probably should. Seeing as we've got a good fifty minutes in, we probably should explain to people that, that you are sort of reasonably well known on the internet. <laughs> internet famous. A, a, <laughs> no. a little bit well known. <laughs> it's quite weird, actually. I got recognised twice in real life in the last couple of weeks, which has not really happened that much before. And I feel like I've been quieter than ever on the internet. Like I've been really quiet for a while now. So yeah, it was quite your, interesting. Your reach on the internet is colossal. <laughs> Almost every single person who's ever heard. 3D printing has seen one of your infographics, your posters. Yeah, well, it's, I think that's where it all started, hey? Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. But I mean, like almost every time, you know, you go onto like a, a, a Facebook page or any kind of bit of help somewhere that someone's asked about or something, and it's like, oh, I found this poster online. This seems pretty good. It's like, hey, credit to the author, please. That's Billy's. <laughs> it's right at the top, Billy Rubin. <laughs> yeah i like um yeah that was born out of well i think i became yeah i became a moderator on the subreddit and then every second help question on the subreddit on yeah on the 3d printing subreddit could have been solved by leveling like it's just one of those things particularly back in the day before before the prushas were as popular and before auto leveling was as popular in a lot of machines like five years ago it, you kind and of when everyone used level. to press their hand down on the top of the bed to lift the part off. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. And like the paper leveling thing is really popular. Like you level mm. it with the paper, and that's such a weird thing to describe to someone what that should feel like. Like it's really not very Absolutely, like, yeah. and it's so hard to describe. And even if you see it on video, you can't really get a feel for what that looks like. And 
yeah so i wanted to combine a few bits of knowledge that i gathered from around places to just help solve that question like just put it all in one place and be like here you go here's some pictures here's what it should look like here's how to identify it here's why it's important here's all this stuff because people will be like my prints just keep failing it's not leveling i've leveled it a hundred times i'm like yeah, but have you leveled it properly once? It, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like and and it's so frustrating. And I feel like because in they're sold like an appliance, you know. Like I bought my first one yeah. in Aldi, you know, which is literally course, a grocery yeah. store. Yeah, and like and people expect I plug in my appliance, it does the thing, you know. And like we, there's a meme about paper printers being dodgy, but we're kind of used to paper printers mostly working nowadays. Like they've come a long way but like you know like there's still there's a meme and people still you know we still kind of yeah. believe it it'll be some struggle but like we will get a print eventually it'll be but like with 3d printing you can try for weeks and weeks and weeks and if you don't have a bit of guidance that like actually helps you yeah. you just it'll just continue to fail forever and it's so frustrating and i think because i came from a relatively non-mechanical background like i'm quite good at digital stuff but and handcrafty stuff but i really hadn't done much mechanically sort of stuff before I started 3D printing. I just wanted the thing. Like I just want it to do the thing and I just want to have the thing at the end. I don't really enjoy the tinkering part as much, which I think is a huge part of the hobby. And I'm so grateful for all the people that do enjoy the tinkering because we get so many awesome developments and stuff. But like, yeah, I personally don't enjoy that. I just want the thing. <laughs> so everything was just so frustrating. I know I just really wanted to help other people avoid that whole emotional struggle that I went through. <laughs> So yeah, that's why I made the poster, the first one, which was a leveling one. And then I made a few more after and I'm like, the, the second question, the second most common question we got was what software should I use? And everyone would just say Fusion 360. And I'm like, that's not actually for everything. Like it's yeah. not suited for sculpting and other things like, you know, if you have a real life object or whatever, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I wanted to better explain that too and just have a quick, here's a link <laughs> kind of thing. Well, I mean, it, it's, because you've also done the like the sort of off the back of that, um, you know, what software should you use? You've also then got how should you use it? You yeah. Know, your your explanations of um, you know adding chamfers to the bottoms and fillets to the sides and you know th those kind of things that are very obvious when you understand what's going on, mm. but completely off opposite to what people would normally think they go oh, yeah but i want it nice and smooth on the edge i want a nice rounded top you yes but that won't give you a nice rounded top yeah and it, yeah. it's those kind of processes that um i mean i've mentioned to you before that, that um uh, andy was actually one of my students on doing a fusion 360 course and we also had duncan from little hobby shop who's in the chat there somewhere who did a, like a follow-on course was for um, Fusion specifically for 3D printing stuff. I'd kind of done like a general overall using the software, but we used your your guidance there as a as a look. This is this is what we've based the course on because it is such good you know starter material. Here's your bible, and we're going to show you some some examples of what we're going to do. You know, and that was like our our sort of introduction to you know dragging the guys along to to you know come and see what Billy's doing. You know, oh, it's, it's a hugely you. valuable resource just in general like across the community as a, as a you know a, a, like you say a, a place where you can point a new person to the to the to the fold if you like um mm. and so look here here's the thing print that off keep it to the side of your printer and actually quick reference because it's got it's got the information there you know if you're mm. going to print it off use it for leveling as well if you want <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what you're looking for when you when you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's really lovely to hear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad it's helpful. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I learned I've had AD, like I learned in the meantime since making those posters that I have ADHD and I think that kind of helped too in making them because I find with a lot of technical things and, and programming is a bit like that too is that actually no programming is a bit better but like I don't know video editing I learned video editing relatively recently because I was trying to do the whole YouTube thing and I was using DaVinci Resolve because it's free and good um, but quite hard to get into. And when you're looking for help on it, there's lots of videos out there, but you only want this 30 seconds of yeah. the like 30 minute video. And mm -hmm. it's so hard to like find just the bit you need. And then it doesn't have the context because the bit that makes that bit work was 10 minutes ago in that video. And you know, like, and it's just, I find that type of learning so frustrating because most adults learn because they want to do something with that knowledge. They, they, yeah. they want to use it for their own yeah. goals. They don't want to replicate the thing that is being made usually and um yeah so i think like those posters are also work well because they're not like a 10 page guide and they're not like a 40 minute mm. video and they're they're like you can look at it and all the information is there and it is abbreviated it is like there is more to all of those topics of course because you can't fit it all on a poster but it really does help to like get you started without overwhelming and i think when people are making guides in general a lot of people just want to put all the information there and yeah. it means that people just get overwhelmed and then they don't ever actually use it which is tragic considering the the gems of knowledge that are hidden within so if you can present it really well then people use it i think and there is a tendency by some people writing guides to you know, follow the principle of why use three words when 15 will do the job ah oh, jamie <laughs> For the benefit of audio listeners, later in the week, Jamie is currently holding up the printed versions One of, Billy Billy's, of Billy's Yeah, because they are actually available to buy from Billy's shop. Did you buy them? Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's really you'll, lovely. You'll notice I haven't actually put them up anywhere yet because there isn't any wall space to put them <laughs> You have to put them on the back of the door there. <laughs> I was going to say, Wait, back of the door I've got a little bit space. of slanted roof here. I, really? I, I was thinking, thinking of just putting it up there because I normally CAD on that screen and then just have it right above. <laughs> when all else fails, there's always the ceiling. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you. Oh. And for anyone who hasn't seen them before, you can also download them for free. If you go to my website and go to the shop page, it does link to the Redbubble shop if you want to give me money, but there's also a link to the free versions, which you can just download. And we'll make sure the links are there in the um, Oh, thank you. The, the, the show notes. Well worth using as a yeah. reference. <laughs> thank you so much, Jamie. That's really so lovely. <laughs> But I yeah, I completely agree, Andy. <laughs> a lot of people could say some, that in three words what they spend 15 saying. Yeah. And, the, <laughs> yeah. that's a, and don't get me wrong, there are times, you know, if you're, if you're writing an essay for, for sort of, you know, university or something like that, and there's a yeah, minimum 4,000 words, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 100 short. How do I, how do I make this longer? <laughs> by, you know, by turning some of these three-word phrases into 15-word phrases in a couple of sentences. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there is a skill to that, but I think for actually imparting information to other people so they can learn, mm. reducing that information down to the, the, the basic amount of information they need in the simplest form mm. is generally not something that everyone can do, um, 
but it is kind of a majorly important skill. Well. Mm. Yes. I, I think th- there is a yeah. certain irony here in, in the fact that, you know, you and I very much crave that sort of thing, Andy, that, that being able to pick and choose what and how and how quickly we learn something. I know that the pair of us, when we're, we're watching things or listening to things, we tend to go above one time speed just to yeah. just to just to bend time <laughs> try, try and fit more in before sleep happens um but i do appreciate the fact that we're that this is the type of people we are but yet that we've created a podcast that is generally about very long form waffles <laughs> that meander on tangents and yeah dis- discussing fifty six thousand words what we could have explained in 14 <laughs> Definitely, definitely a ironic situation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, me too. Like, I have a sort of similar interview and make a kind of style podcast thing, and yeah, same thing. <laughs> but I think it's a time and place thing too. I think I love long chats with friends, like yeah, having absolutely. a great time right here. And Which it's different right. when you when you specifically want to know a thing because you're trying to do a thing. You know, yeah. like sometimes you're I, like I'm trying oh, to do the thing before the whole thing serious. disappears out your head. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Before the next yes. squirrel runs past. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you mentioned infographic, then diagnosis of ADHD. Yeah. Do you yeah. think? Do you think? The, I'm trying to kind of how to phrase this in, in the best sort of way. Do you think when I you kind offended. of were diagnosed as ADHD, you kind of went? Ah, that's one of the reasons why I like infographics like this. A hundred percent. It made my whole life make sense because I've struggled with depression, anxiety since I was a teenager. Um, And yeah, like it never really got to the root cause and just thought, oh, it must be just a chemical thing. You know, I've just got a chemical imbalance and that's just how it is kind of thing. Um, But having worked out that it's actually ADHD underneath it all, I've been quite a lot more well than I ever have been uh, and and all sorts of stuff and it just it made all my childhood make sense and the way I am at work makes sense and why some things really annoy me and don't annoy other people and why I'm good at some things that other people really struggle with and like just my whole world just fell into place and it was like wow I can't believe all this time it's not just that I'm a bit mad <laughs> like there's an actual reason behind this all and a rhyme and and I can kind of make sense of it and manipulate myself a bit better into now that I have this knowledge I can kind of yeah work with that knowledge to do the things that I want to do and, yeah, and you can approach the situations from the right vantage point can't you to mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent but yeah it definitely the posters and stuff mm-hmm. made made that make a lot of sense um, i was like oh maybe that's why i'm good at this kind of thing distilling, distilling things down to a one pager because yeah i've worked as a as an instructional designer before and that's that job that i said i could probably walk back into if i wanted to mm-hmm. um and really enjoyed it but yeah i'm quite good at taking a, a subject matter expert who wants to give you all the information in the world and distilling it down into just what the learner needs which is yeah yeah like and it's weird because like, I think we all learn, right? We, we, we all learn every day. And I think particularly people on this call would be quite familiar with the act of learning, but when you're designing learning, it's actually, well, it wasn't for me at least very intuitive because I found learning so natural and you could kind of just give it to me. If I was interested in it, I was going to learn it and you could give it to me in whatever format it came in. And I would, you know, I would just sink my teeth into it and get it. 
Um, but like the act of designing learning, I had to like develop as a skill, <laughs> you know, like mm. I had to be like, how does one make learning that is effective? Um, and yeah, I, I learned a great appreciation for it. Obviously, I really, really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it wasn't necessarily intuitive. And I think a lot of subject matter experts, which is part of the struggle I had with uni actually, was that, you know, the professors and the people, the lecturers and tutors and stuff, they were tutoring because they were a subject matter expert and they hadn't necessarily also learned how to transfer knowledge yeah. to oh, students. So, which... so I understand that. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you days. agree because like sometimes it's a contentious thing to say. Um, but I'm, I, I really wish that they had a compulsory, even just a couple of subjects of like basic stuff, how to mm. take your knowledge and get, cause I actually think it's the hardest thing when you're a subject matter expert to make learning for someone because, and I did it recently, I had to teach some sewing and I sucked at it because I did so much intuitively and naturally it was so ingrained yeah. in me that I couldn't consciously yeah. think of all the things that the learner needed to know. And so my first, my poor guinea pigs for the first session that I did, <laughs> I just did not give them half the things they needed. And, you know, I was able to fill in the gaps in the meantime, but I think it's always the hardest thing to teach is when you're a subject matter expert at something. If you've recently learned it, you know what that journey is like. And so it's much easier to take someone by the hand and take them through that journey and just let help them avoid the humps that you had to go over. But I think yeah, it's, it's an that is, that's an interesting thing. I, I, oh, no, mid noughties I, I, I had to teach a class, uh, biology. Now, my, physics is my specialism. I, I had taught, when I first started teaching, I had taught biology, chemistry and physics to GCSE, so the 16 year olds. But pretty much then, because of the shortage of physics teachers, um, just to get an idea. In fact, I've heard some figures this this week. There are approximately four thousand two hundred secondary schools in the UK. There are approximately two thousand physics teachers. Wow. Which so do they have it, like chemistry is, teachers doing physics and stuff. Yep. So chemistry yeah. majority of science teachers are biologists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. now, wow. It just happened this particular time. I had to teach biology. Um, and the class were kind of like, so we really like you t us teaching, or are you teaching us biology? Because you're really explaining stuff very simply and you're putting <laughs> things down very clearly. And it was like, basically I said, I'm a page ahead of you on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't, haven't done biology since you uh, I was, I was doing my O levels, you know, before you, some of your parents were. That's bored. why it's like scratching into stone tablets. And yeah. Thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah with harder stones and with dinosaur claws yeah because they, 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 they're scratching, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we dug them out of the wall but it, that, that that's that ability to sort of focus on it but as a physics specialist i would say with experience of being able to then simplify things which which comes with experience having taught mm. thousands of kids i can go into much more depth and explain things in a variety much more different ways than I could ever do for biology because it's not my mm -hmm. subject. Mm -hmm. I have a whole catalogue of stories and anecdotes and demonstrations and things. When a kid goes, no, I don't get that, don't get this. I can, yeah, I can come up with six or seven different explanations for it, and yeah. they will, will get it, which I would never have been able to do with the biology. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot so. Of I think sense. this, this, this to me, yeah. this kind of, in one hand, not being the expert, having to work it out for myself was great. Mm -hmm. but there's also that element of well, actually i need the subject knowledge but you mm. have to be able to transfer it as you said mm. you, you know some of my university lecturers were 
blooming awful at actually <laughs> share. They were they they obviously knew the stuff. They'd been at university for a long time. They they were doing great research, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. writing paper after paper. But could they teach? Not for toffee. Yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you then, Andy, because I think I think Billy might be very similar to to me in that sense. Um, and I want to sort of see whether you, you're of a similar kind of way of brain happening. But when you when you have a subject matter that you know intimately, like sewing for you, Billy, or the 3D print or the infographics or the, the things that you are passionate and informed about and good at explaining about, do you find with teaching physics, Andy, when you when you get a a kid who is enthused on it and wants to learn, that all of the knowledge comes out all at once and all in the wrong order? And you're trying to tell them all of the steps at the same time. Because I know that I, I did exactly the same thing with the first couple of fusion lessons was going, although yeah. when I was teaching fusion, I'd only learned it three, three weeks before. But I, I know CAD well. Yeah. But it was it was that thing of like, I, I was trying to explain, you know, like, oh, so then you use this bit and then you bring this thing in from over here and then you do this for this. Then you haven't, you haven't learned this yet. But you, you learn so we're going to start hard jumping before anyway. we can crawl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the plane yeah, takes off and then yourself. we put the you wheels learn down. To stop yourself <laughs> and you learn to go, we'll actually look at that at the end or we'll actually look at that after we've done a bit. Like you learn to, yeah, you like, I, I, I have to consciously do it though. When someone asks a question, it's a really awesome question that definitely could, I could go down a rabbit hole. I kind of, sometimes I just have to go, we have to do these first few steps first kind of thing yeah. and just like remind and you me just in a tell bit. them that like most of the time <laughs> you're just like we will come back to that because it's really interesting but we're going to do these few bits first and then that will make sense kind of thing <laughs> you just started to yeah that happens in school where you kind of have to go great question we will get to that yeah um and there are times when you kind of you're almost like forced by the curriculum to do something in a certain order uh and it, it uh, curriculum design is, is is an interesting challenge. Yeah, it, mm. it, slightly different from sort of infographic here. What order do you teach things in? You know, if you're yeah, if you're teaching physics, you know, do you start with forces, or do you start with electricity, or do you do space because that'll get interesting. Straight mm. to yeah, then, coils, then explosion, explosion. Yeah, and it's, then it's, it's how do you how do you how do you take the, the the learner on a journey that's going to best suit them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah the journey the journey it's yeah i completely agree though it is but it's such a question and then yeah it's also like the there's journey, not this, uh, the journey the, too yeah like the, little the worst thing is it, it, there's no it's not necessarily the same journey for each different group mm, mm. Mm. and i think that's the i think the thing that comes with experience of teaching if you're taking time to actually think about your teaching, because I would argue there are some teachers, they get into teaching, they don't really ever think about their teaching, they just deliver the same thing, don't necessarily look to improve their own skill of practice. I, well, up the time I finished as a teacher, I was a much better teacher than when I started. By far. Yeah, you know, there's a whole raft of experience, but I, and there's all those little experiences of those little interactions where somebody goes, I don't get it, I'm not sure about this what's gone wrong sir you know all those sort of little things yeah over time you you develop that and anyone can do that 
Yeah, well, what's the bench on fire? That that happened a couple of times. Um, yeah, first time that was scary. The first time that happened, it's like, sir, sir, hang on, I'm dealing with somebody. I'm dealing with somebody else. No, sir, fire. sir. Oh, well, the, the, the bench is on fire, sir. Uh, oh, yeah, so oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that was scary. Kind of the other day. Yeah. <laughs> the second time wasn't as scary as the first. Like, like you said. Well, this is it, this is it. You, with experience, yeah, this, yeah. When things start going wrong, yeah. I can remember the last time a, a power pack, old old power pack, ex- exploded isn't quite the right word. Magic smoke billowing out. Um, Unscheduled disassembly. Yeah. But only, only the gaseous product. Thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't that uh, the SpaceX thing? It was an unscheduled rapid disassembly of one of the, uh, one of the rockets. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, okay, that's great. I right. love stuff like that. Those phrase, phrases, yeah, I can never remember <laughs> them. One thing, and a good point to sort of deliver them. But it, it, I think it comes with—it's experience, though, isn't it? It comes with experience and knowing when to do something and how to do something. And yeah, you make mistakes, and then you—you kind of you learn from those mistakes, and that's the sort of key thing to do. And ideally, you learn from other people's mistakes. Mm. But yeah. I think certainly, certainly, you haven't worked with teenagers an awful lot. Yeah, they. They, they don't like necessarily you. learning from other people's mistakes. They'll, they'll point out your mistakes. Yeah, they don't no. make mistakes. Teenagers don't make mistakes. They know everything. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't make mistakes, but occasionally every now and again, I'll put something into test to see whether you're paying attention. <laughs> I, I still I like say that. that at work now. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. I, a friend of mine is, is, is also a physicist, actually, but uh, among other things, again, one of these crazy people that can just do anything and for a while did a lot of stand-up magic um but because he's he's like supremely like off the nerd scale um he uh he was doing some juggling i think something and it, it became sort of like a standard thing if he if he dropped something as part of the the magic act he would just say oh it's a good job the floor was there or that would have gone for miles <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, you know the 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 nerds in the room will go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. (laughs) I think. Yeah, I think I'm I'm lucky in that I teach adults mostly. Um, which yeah, I think I'm lucky for. Um, because like, you can just like be honest with them when when something goes wrong. You can just be like, oh, that's not meant to happen. And they generally teenagers will give you a really hard time for it. But like adults, it'll actually calm them down. I think a bit. It kind of lowers the stakes a little bit. Like they don't have to be perfect because the facilitator's not perfect. Which is actually like because adults come into the classroom and they're they're huge almost a hundred percent of the time. Their biggest fear is looking silly. And like so, if you've already messed up a little, they feel a bit calm. (laughs) And they're like, oh, I got this. I I I wouldn't have made that mistake, so I'm good. You know, like so. It's actually like better. I know of instructors who will deliberately do something wrong mm. so then, that they will sort of show the students that it's all right to not do everything perfectly yeah mm. yeah i think it's quite often a yeah. good way of explaining how to get back from a cock up as well you know, yeah like, like look mistakes will happen here's how you fix them yeah. as opposed to yeah. just going thou shalt not make mistakes <laughs> Definitely, definitely. And I think too with adults, the other good thing is they come with a lot of pre-existing knowledge, which can sometimes be hard because sometimes you have to overcome existing knowledge that is incorrect. <laughs> but usually that's if with a bit of pre-planning, that's pretty easy to overcome. But it's also good because if you get stuck, you can just be like, does anyone here know? Like, And if you have 20 brains in a room, often 
one of them will know the solution to something you don't know. Um, when, especially when they're adults, like kids might be a bit harder, especially if you're teaching something like physics, because they just won't know. But like, but like <laughs> if you if you've got adults and you're teaching something that they're interested in, like some of them will know the answers probably to whatever yeah. whatever you bring up. Or at up. least like, give you a new perspective on yeah on getting to the answer. Yeah, definitely. Or know where to look for it or anything else. Mm. And yeah, so I think that's one of the advantages of teaching adults. Mm. <laughs> like I said, they, they, they generally happen. want to learn more than the kids do. Yeah. If you it's know, something they've willingly participated just... in. I used to teach, exactly, I yeah. used to do it for work. And then they're just like, oh, it's a boring training day. But then you've got to turn their turn them around and be like, this is a fun training day. Let me do cool shit stuff. Sorry. I'm trying not to scare this whole time. I'm like really bad. It's fine. Don't worry. We're not, okay. we're not, we don't worry about it too much. Okay. It's after the first yeah. five minutes. So I think we're good, right? Isn't yeah. that the rule? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's at the other. start, we, we, sort, we were sort of trying and then we just, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not at the start of this one. I mean, just at the start of the whole podcast. Yeah, very, very lazy podcast style. We have, yeah, it's like yeah, the no, no formal thing. Don't bother trying to fit everything into a time limit. Editing's minimal. Yeah, yeah. What it essentially is, it, it's, it's Andy and I getting to have some great conversations with people we want to become better friends with, um, but under the guise of having it as a podcast. This, because it forces it, just... it to happen every week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just like hang out with someone for a while and just be like, wow, what a cool human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, because we, we get to, I mean, for the benefit of the, of the listeners and the watchers of the people, not the watchers of the people, we are the people. The audience? Watchers of the us. Yeah. <laughs> watchers of the oh. us. <laughs> I, I should just stop doing words for a bit. Um, it's been a long but, weekend. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, Andy day. and I, both get to hang out with you quite a lot anyway, Billy. Yes, but I'm very lucky not, in that. Not in face time. person space. It is lovely, though, to have faces. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, cause, yeah. You know when you talk to someone a long time and you build a picture in, in your brain about how they look? And I mean, I do know how... You, how particularly you Andy look because Jamie's a bit more hidden on the internet but uh -huh. there are some pictures of Andy out there <laughs> like I mean but yes. yeah Jamie's got this this one but um yeah I think you, you actually I don't I don't think Jamie has his face on Twitter you don't have your face on Twitter do you it's like a logo or am I, or am no, I wrong logo, on discord yeah. it's not yeah. your face yeah but mm. Andy I think I've seen. anyway it is nice to like put faces to the to the words and have a voice and like you've got lovely British accents, so it's nice to hear. <laughs> now, now I'll be reading everything in your lovely British accents. <laughs> yeah, at least it'll have context now when we when we order words in a certain way. What do they I mean by that? With, oh, with you know, I've their accent. It, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, crikey. So there, there was something I, I I did want to have a natter about. Oh yes, because um, you and I have both got the same printer, one of the same uh, printers, which I think we're, we're reasonably unique on. In the that is the one, your Delta. It's trying to, it's really hard. I'm not sure if I'm mirrored or not, but it's confusing. It's, like it's, it's, it's there for me. I'm like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> which is better than the audio's listeners is off screen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and mine is just just by my. Right ear, left ear. Right behind you. Yeah. This ear. <laughs> and ear. 
You tried to work out which was left and right by trying to work out which <laughs> looking one at the picture or remembering right. which which hand you were using. <laughs> anyway, yes, we've got the same printer. But, what were you thinking? Yeah, no, the, the, in the fact that um, you've done much more beautiful things with your Delta than I have. For me, my, my Delta has become this, this like, let's make it go as quick as possible. I've stuck a monster nozzle on it and I've like completely redesigned the, the effector, made it all super lightweight, made it go super fast. That's the awesome. whole lot. Whereas you've made yours print some absolutely beautiful things. And specifically, I, I was showing my daughter the video, well, and, and my wife as well, the, the video of the feathers the other day. Oh, I brought props. And the feathers are one of them. Exactly. Because um, my wife and my daughter both do a lot of stuff, um, fabric stuff and costumes and, and things like that. So I was like, <gasps> I need to show you the thing that Billy did and then show them the video <laughs> of the feathers. And then when I was watching it, I was like, I forget that the Delta can do nice little finesse things that look pretty and not just like big <laughs> switches of plastic. <laughs> I think, yeah, Deltas are great. They're like the sports cars of... 3D printers. They can go super speedy and they look super sexy. Like they're so cool as they move. Like they're the coolest looking printers. I don't care what anyone says. But they also break down and they're really annoying when they break down. Like very annoying. Because they're so alien to normal ways of thinking that. Yeah, it's more. They're more robotic looking. I don't know which axis is wrong. I know something is, but like it's so hard to tell. Yeah, it's like like three coordinates. Yeah, and with it with a Cartesian printer, it's like oh the left to righty bit is knackered or that the front yeah. to backy bit is knackered or the uppy downy exactly. bit as opposed to the delts where every single movement is some form of curve it's like yeah. that is yeah. that's not normal <laughs> physics i'll just tie them all realm. up and hope for the best <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where's the large hammer <laughs> yeah yeah, but I've been very lucky with this one. It's been, it's been, it's just kind of worked for me. Um, I haven't done Same too much to it at all. I've been very, very lucky. I mean, I flashed the firmware a couple of times, but not much else. I can't think of much else that I've done. We so. do need to, we do need to have a natter at some point outside of the the thing, so I can get you onto the silent drivers. Oh like yes, I I do need that. Yes, I do think I I think I bought a bunch of the drivers and I just never. Install we'll, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a chat a and we'll get guy. we'll get them going. It is wonderful. I was I was bricking it as well. I'd had them for for months and hadn't done anything. And again, a little hobby shop, um, Duncan from the chat is, uh, just hounded me until I did it. And then I went, I should have done that months ago. <laughs> I'll be the same. I'll be like, damn it, yes. I should have done that years ago. I think I have them. I think I bought them and I just haven't put them. Yeah. So that would be wonderful, Jamie, if you could, because I every time I have to do anything that is even vaguely electronics, I freeze up and get scared. I'm getting a little better because I have to do electronics at work. But yeah, I, yeah, I would love help. We shall <laughs> definitely do that. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say, what are you going to follow Ali down the line of doing kind of online Full rebuild videos? From scratch. <laughs> you get the, get the spark fun kit out and. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that would be kind of cool, though. I'm, yeah, at work, I um, <laughs> I don't know how much I can. I work in a makerspace, I will say, I will say that. And I help run the induction program. So like the like introductory kind of things for each of our equipment. And electronics is the one that I suck at. <laughs> and we recently had to redesign because we couldn't get any parts for for our existing 
our existing workshop and we didn't really like it. So I basically had to design the, the whole workshop from scratch and, and deliver it, um, which actually went pretty well. So I was, I was pretty happy with that. But it is, I always tell them, I'm sorry, I'm really good at the 3D printers and the laser cutters and the sewing machines, but I, I suck at the electronics. So you just, but thankfully with electronics, usually there's a bunch of people in the audience who know it already and they just want to come in and use the soldering iron. So <laughs> so they kind of help me through. And I'm like, please just chime don't, in if don't I'm doing anything wrong. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're good. I, I lean on them pretty hard. Um, but yeah, I do need to get better at it all. So yes, be lovely. I mean, electronics can be hard. I mean, yeah, it, it, so people do degrees hard. in it and still not know everything. Yeah, because it, it's just there is so much to it. But it it is accessible as well. I mean, I, I think it's it's unless quite... you read in an Arduino uh, guide. <laughs> where it's, it's, yeah, it's step, crikey, step yeah. one, connect the LED, make it flash. Step two, connect the LED and the switch. Press the button, make it flash. Step three, launch the space shuttle, open the bay doors. <laughs> Draw the rest of the fucking owl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly yeah. that. That's it. I get I get up to the blinking and the hitting the button thing. And yeah, that's yeah. that. And I'm like, but now how do I do X? And I'm lost again. <laughs> like it's just like, oh. I think I just I just I've never hyper focused on it, I think. Like I've never really just fallen down the rabbit hole. And I think once I do, so once something sparks, I fall in love then. with it. Yeah, it'll. I like. I like have the tenacity to get through all the hurdles. But yeah, it's just... I'm sure you will. There's pl there's plenty of people out there to help. It, yeah, because again, it, you get these communities, don't you? And I, I've talked about this before as well about kind of wanting to almost like map some of the different. We talk about the maker community, but the maker community isn't this just this one bubble. Although you could draw a whole bubble around it. There's get these, these little sort of clans, and some of them overlap. So you get your three D printed people. And you get your 3D printed people who like to make art things, like you talk mm -hmm. about. Yeah, you, you're, you're interested in making the thing. Whereas you get somebody like, say, Kieran in the chat earlier said, I sometimes forget about the thing because I really like tinkering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got essentially, so 3D printing is, is made up of these two different communities, which possibly overlap because you get people. Uh, my, my brother and, and then there's Ali. And then there's Ali, yeah. Uh, my brother in law is a, a, built himself a 3D printer. Um, he's an engineer. That's his. That's his job. He's he's a very good engineer. He's a natural engineer. He's not on social media. He's not. A, he, yeah, he wouldn't dream of being on social media. Something. But he built he built a three D printer. The the printing space was. If you think about a standard kind of three hundred by three hundred sort of bed, he used six of those to create a bed. So this, this 3D printer is kind of yeah, this wide. It, it, it is. It's kind of absolutely massive dual extruder. And he, he built it. Not because he wants did, to actually use it for any particular thing. He likes building things like didn't, that. Didn't yeah, he, he build it in the room and then realise he yeah, couldn't get it out. out of the room? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a photograph of it where he's, he's got the, there's a, a double bed stood up behind it, a wooden frame double bed stood up to create the space for this thing to actually be in there. And it's oh, it's wow. almost as big. It's not as, it's not quite as tall. It's standing wise it would come up to kind of you know about sort of top of my chest. That's crazy. And that's, that's, Andy's only small, that's that's not that high. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm only five seven. Um <laughs> but he's he, like, he likes he he likes making stuff like that. Yeah he's he's made mm. CNC's yeah yeah eight by four for CNCs, he's he's built things like that because he likes building them, and he'll build mm. it and then go, well, sell it to somebody now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've Miranda, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So you get these you get these kind of sort of different bubbles of the maker community and yeah, electronics mm. is one and there, so there'll be people who are kind of in, who are in both. Yeah, they like three D printing enclosures to go with their electronic bits. Yeah. And yeah. you kinda of get that overlap and but they really know electronics, you know, they know electronics. I mean I I like electronics, I've studied some electronics, I've done some at university, I've done a city and girls in electronics, I I've, I've hobbied with electronics, but I'm not an expert by any means compared to some people that I've I've have known. You know, I can make mm. things work. But it's like like but you talk like with guides. A couple of years ago bought a starter pack, an Arduino starter pack. Jamie knows the one because he got the same thing from Amazon. It was on a, a lightning deal. And with my oh, youngest Yeah, with my youngest <laughs> we'll, we'll work through it. We'll do this together. We'll 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 work through it, you know. And so my youngest could have it because it was part of our home. It was part of our homeschooling. You know, learn some electronics. Yeah, you know, learn about how to build some things and yeah, you know, how to do a bit of Arduino programming. And it was very much yeah. You know, right, today we're going to do the first lesson. So the first lesson, yeah, blink, and you're just making the built-in LED blink. A little bit of code, nice and easy. And the next time you're actually using a separate LED with a few wires and make that and get a little little breadboard, and that works fine. And then yeah. You know, first three or four are okay and then you get to the one it's this next stage along the code in the book the guidebook doesn't match the code on the sample file that's been given and you're like and yeah. there's been no actual instruction on how to build up the code it's just like yeah, yeah. take the instruction take the that's file <laughs> it's like it get, the first few were okay we kind of but got to a few and it's like Okay, I haven't done any decent programming for, since I was in school. I've done a little bit of Arduino. Okay, I can't get this to... I do have no idea how this instruction book, this bit of code that I had downloaded from the company's website, don't go together. Yeah. And it's like, you then kind of, yeah. you know, right, we'll Google it, we'll find out. Ah, this bit of code from a different website will do the same job. Yeah, it works. But I think that's like nail on the head of where I get stuck in electronics is because a lot of the information out there and the guides out there is very how, like how to do the thing, but not Mm -hmm. what you're doing or why why you're doing it in that way. How how like what what is working in the background? Why it works in this way and why you would do it in this way? And so, like even though you can reproduce the results, you're not actually learning anything that would be useful for you to go and take it and do your own thing with it. Like, Absolutely, and I, yeah. I don't know, I just haven't found the place where I learn the why and the what it's all how so far, <laughs> like, and I, I, I guess, yeah, I do need to fall down the rabbit hole. And I'm sure there's resources out there that explain it well. But like, even a lot of the Adafruit and stuff, like, it's like, do this thing, get this result, do this thing, get this result, mm. and doesn't necessarily teach you the kind of building blocks stuff that you yeah. would need to be able to start building your own thing. And I don't know. I guess a lot of people just copy people's projects for a while, but I just have no patience for doing things that have already been done. Like I just cannot muster enthusiasm for reproducing someone else's creativity. Well, I just I think that's I don't the know. thing though, isn't it? With with <laughs> things like with like Adafruit and Pimeroni and and all of these other things that are fantastic outlets for places to to buy the things to do these projects. But then so many of us have, have got all of these things there ready to 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 do those projects, to do those, uh, you know, follow through the tutorial, you know, buy the Adafruit kit and then do the Adafruit tutorial and then get to the end of it and go, well, I've done the Adafruit tutorial. I'll put the things back in the box now. Yeah. 
you know, we've all got those things. I mean, in the stack of shells here, there's there's a few Raspberry Pis that have been sat there gathering dust for quite a while, and you know, lots of lots of projects in potential that have been that for quite a while. Yeah, which I think brings us back to how much of that is kind of actually sort of maker ADD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I've, I've again, this has been a topic, a, ref, a recurring theme in in the waffle about kind of yeah, ADD. We've talked to a, a number of people. Well, I mean, who ADHD have is, been... it seems to be it, it's our it's our outlet, isn't it? It's, it we've we've but maybe it it's a also podcast. a superpower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a waffle yeah. masquerading as a podcast, but it's actually yeah. us just interviewing other people like us to say, have we got ADHD? <laughs> But I'd, I'd like to see. I'm talking maybe about that, you should that probably Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah, that Venn diagram is basically just one circle. Take that Venn diagram <laughs> of makers and okay. identify. You know, where are the where are the where are the people with the ADD, and are there people in kind of the uh, the makers who aren't ADD? ADHD. And maybe oh, ADHD. ADD. ADD. ADHD. Essentially, it's this. I believe it, nowadays it's the same thing. I think some people don't do the H anymore. Some people do. It, no, it's the other way. They, they, they got rid of the... They put them all ADHD in one, and now there's subsets. All on right. There's right. like a more okay. internal one and a more external one, and I'm the internal yeah. one, which and a, is and a bit of both overlap. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. Don't need to do more research. <laughs> but if... Yeah, are there... So, for example, I, I, I don't know the answer to this question. Obviously, as makers, we, uh, us three, we're, we're makers who also like to share and do that through youtube or instagram or twitter or reddit or other groups there are an awful lot of makers who don't they don't mm-hmm. do social media they don't they may maybe go to their their, their local wood turning club mm. and they may kind of you know have others i know somebody you know in the same town who do, who builds these things we you know we, we maybe go to a once a year we go to like you know the Doctor Who con and yeah, we we show off our Daleks. Yeah, but maybe don't have it's the like men's don't do the Instagram. Example, yeah, but is there, is there kind of maybe a relation here? The, the people who are more likely to be on social media and make are more likely to be ADHD than yeah, those maybe. who don't. I, I, and I, I, it's just a, a, a hypothesis. It's a good question. I I know Zach Friedman quite well. Um, and I met him before he started his YouTube channel, which is booming. And if you haven't heard of Zach Freeman, mm. go check him out. He is That's some just amazing stuff. Buckets yeah. of fun. Um, and I'm sure so he will cool. be on the front page of YouTube within a year. Like he, he is just yeah. booming. Um, He's the reason why I, I, I've got my little wraparound screen thing because of, uh, because of Zach. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I met him before he was very active on. Like, I met him through the Cyberdeck Discord, which is this niche little amazing Discord. If you at all love retro tech or tiny little computers or anything, just sci-fi, really fun place, Cyberdeck Discord. It's um, a great Discord. I keep it muted, though, because it's, oh, it's moved very, quick. Yeah. very, <laughs> very, very busy. I couldn't even... Yeah, yeah can't yeah. keep up on that and one. That's an interesting one from a community management perspective, too. But anyway, I'm going on tangent. Um, I don't know whether Zach has ADHD. Um but he definitely talks about people having ADHD <laughs> a lot. Mm. And I'm not sure whether he does or he doesn't. Um, but he will, like, make jokes as though he does. Like, or at least that he heavily sympathises with what having I mean, ADHD it, is like. And but he, he's not on social well. media for years. Like, he has been in the maker community for years. And going to 
like um, Maker Faire New York and showing off amazing things for like decades kind of length of time. And only just recently really started the social media thing in alignment with his YouTube channel because that's what he wanted to, that's the direction he wanted to head. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to find out. It's an interesting question. And I, I now I'm wondering if Zach has ADHD because it would be interesting because he went for years without it. And I know that you, that, that socials is like a conscious thing for him. Like he decides to do it kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, it was a pretty natural thing for me. I really like attention <laughs> or I did at the time. I think I'm, I'm, I'm changing. I don't know that I do as much anymore, but I definitely did for, I have definitely have been for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And the same I mean, times, we do change. Yeah. As, as people, we do change in, in a variety of different ways, but there are also different types of attention and, uh, Certainly, uh, we'll probably discuss more in two weeks' time when we have the group chat. Mm. You, know, mm. you, you have been the subject of perhaps attention that isn't so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> as we all know, you know, Reddit, for for example, is not the only place. It can be Reddit the most Twitter amazing, the most time. amazing corners of the of the internet where you can find out so much amazing stuff. But they're also cesspits. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some extremely horrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's scary. Sort of off, yeah. off the back of that, though. I mean, it, like, we've, the three of us have had incidents recently with things on Discord and stuff where, um, I know, like, Andy and I have been sort of at the edge of our sort of depth or experience of, of how we would approach to deal with things like that. But obviously, the, it, it's, these kind of things of, you know, moderating the 3D printing subreddit and things like that have obviously given you a huge wealth of experience in, in dealing with um, it, people or challenging situations or, or, or things like that, that, that are like skills I, I, I would love to develop over time. But I know it's for me, it's going to take a, a long time to develop, but it just seems to, you, you seem to just present it as this just natural extension of, of of you in your communication your ability to to just 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 deal with people in a way that it is completely alien to me you know it's it's, it's, you it's an active choice to to, to like how, how do i phrase this whereas you can just seem to oh, straight into no it's a it's funny you say <laughs> that because yeah those skills are definitely hard earned I, mm. I definitely, they don't come naturally to me. I have spent a lot of my time struggling to understand other people and why they do the things they do. And in what way exactly am I fucking up? Because <laughs> no one seems to want to tell me in a nice way. Um, like they just want to, yeah, turn their back on me kind of thing. And yeah, I, 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 yeah, all my social skills are very hard earned. And I think I came into the moderating in Reddit um, at an interesting point in my life. Um, I, I knew I wanted to always lead with empathy and be kind. And mm. I I knew that's the way I wanted it to be, partially because I knew it would, it would be effective. <laughs> you know, like people don't like dictators. Um, and I, yep. I didn't want to be a dictator. I don't think like that wouldn't soothe my soul. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't want to help lead that community because I wanted to dictate it. I wanted to, the reason I accepted it was because I, I experienced more sexism on that subreddit than I ever had in my life anywhere. It taught me what sexism looks like in 
in my culture in the 21st century my timeline and stuff mm. um yeah and i think before that i don't think i was a very good ally at all i don't think i really understood i don't think i really experienced too much sexism i think i lived in a really happy little bubble i think i'd been very lucky to have worked in the places i'd worked and grown up in the places mm. that i grew up and with the family that i had and stuff um yeah and reddit taught like that subreddit particularly taught me otherwise and i'd been on reddit a long time um and you know interestingly you know made adult content and stuff before <laughs> i got into 3d printing and even there i didn't experience as much sexism as i did on reddit and i i got into the modding because i didn't want other people to have that same experience i'm like i um. it, why should my gender matter at all when i'm holding a 3d print and all you can see is my hand I'd like, I would be told that my things are only upvoted because it's clear that I'm a girl because of my fingernails <laughs> holding yeah. my 3D print or that I shouldn't show my face in, in my 3D prints when I'm showing a necklace that I've made and my face is buried three, three photos down in, in a, in a, um, gallery. oh, what do you call it? Gallery. Pardon? A gallery. A gallery. Thank gallery. you. That is yeah. the word. Yeah, like three photos into a gallery, which on Reddit most people don't even look through the gallery because a lot of yeah. people don't even realize when it's a gallery. Um, like, and I'm told that I'm seeking upvotes with my face, and then you know the guy who is two posts down showing off the glasses that he made is not being told the same thing. Um, um, and and I'm like, why does my gender matter at all? And I think I, I yeah, I think I came into moderating Reddit out of frustration of that and thinking that it was just so wrong and just shouldn't exist like it just what like this is the 21st century what what even is this and um and yeah i wanted to kind of get rid of that but i wanted to do it in a healthy sort of way so it was always i mean i think the thing i said most was remember the human and be excellent to each other and so i would tell people this isn't appropriate here you know mm. in future don't do it remember the human and be excellent to each other and i always wanted to give people that chance to be better um and then and then if they continued just well you're not welcome here then <laughs> like this is yeah, not I mean, what we're about this is a 3d printing subreddit not a sexism subreddit so go over and be exactly, sexist yeah. elsewhere yeah <laughs> or racist what's, what's or, phrase, or anything else <laughs> um don't attribute to malice what might just be ignorance yeah mm. yeah yeah and for a long time <laughs> i don't know i think i've i've become dissuaded over the over the time because for a long time I thought it was just ignorance. I thought people were just sexist because they were ignorant and they just hadn't thought this through and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, I don't know. I feel like there's people who should know better. And mm. also it's kind of not my job to teach people to be better, which is why I've stepped back from a lot of moderating because it takes a lot of emotional energy, like a lot of emotional mm, does, energy yeah. to have those heavy conversations with someone and actually change their mind. And mm. and I did put that energy into a lot of people and, I, and it was amazing when I was able to turn someone from being a detractor into a, a positive member of the community, you know? And it was it's very worthwhile when you can put that energy in, but I ended up realizing somewhere along the way, um, it's like Pandora's box. You open up the box of demons and there's that glimmer of hope that keeps you going. You know, the little mm -hmm. white butterfly comes out and you're like, there's the hope, the hope that we can make this better, the hope that we can change it. And then somewhere along the way, I realized that you just end up living in a world of demons. Like yeah. <laughs> you just, you just end up exposing yourself to all sorts of horrible stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And why am I spending so much energy on, on people who wouldn't, 
do the same for me or for anyone else, you know? And yeah, and, and I think, and it's such a sad way to end the story, the but like, that's why I haven't been on as much. I just, mm. I've been burnt out and I'm, I don't want to give my energy to, to horrors anymore. <laughs> I want to just spend it on me, I guess. So I become more selfish or something, but yeah. But that's, that's the thing. That's not, the, no, so that, that, point, I, yeah, that's, that's not being selfish. No, I think, absolutely. I think. Self-preservation or something. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's when you're on a plane and you're given the instructions on, you know, in the event of an emergency, the first thing you need to do is to put your oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on to your children if you're, if you're with children. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that, whether it's in a, a, an internet-based system where you know, you're moderating or whether it's actually in a, 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 a real physical place with other people. Whether that's you know somebody working as in customer service, so direct to public contact, whether that's through a phone or whether that's you know face to face, literally, or whether it's you know, working in a school or working in a, a care home, we forget sometimes that actually the people who are doing those interactions are human beings, and that sometimes for the person who's having to put the most working. It's 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 actually very sort of damaging, and if we don't put in place, or if those people don't put in place the measures to be able to recover, then we, yeah, you know, we potentially will lose those people. Mm. Whether that's as a company, people go, I can't work here anymore, or whether it's in, I mean, the dropout rate in, in education in in the UK for teachers is is awful. Mm. You know, just I mean the. the the retention rate through training is is not great, um, but then you know the number of people who don't last more than you know three or four years, mm. and yeah, you know, the, there are reasons for that, and it's a complex set of reasons. But one of those reasons is that actually it's emotionally it's a very hard thing to do, and it's very mm. difficult for people to recover if you're working very long a large hours. chunk of it is is social yeah. services as well, isn't it? You know, yeah, giving so much of yourself, yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, it's, it is important. So, mm. so what, are you, what are you going to do to help? What are you gonna, how are you going to recover, apart from staying away know. from the horrible people? I'm just making for myself for now, I think, and just making a bit quieter. Like, I've made a few things, and I just haven't really posted them. Like, I made this dress a little while ago, and I made some skirts and stuff, and I've just been like, yeah, doing my own thing a bit. And I don't really know what the solution is. I'm actually, yeah, I'm talking to my psychologist about it all. And last time I saw him, I don't even know whether I want to say it out loud. I don't know. Last time I saw him, we basically came to the conclusion that I should just leave the maker community, continue to make, but leave the community because it just Mm. wasn't a healthy place for me. And that's really sad. Um, Yeah. And I don't really know. It also doesn't necessarily have to be permanent either. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's recovery time involved. But... I think it's just like I don't know. The like I think, the more I think people a... that I end up exposed to, like even though it's a very small percentage of the community that's horrible, and the, the majority mm. of the community is amazing, the more people you expose yourself to, the quantity of those horrible people goes up. And statistics, isn't and it? And my brain doesn't really care that it's so outweighed by the overwhelming good. Mm. It it's you're still getting horrible people at an increasing rate 
And so lizard brain says, you're doing something wrong. You know, <laughs> I think we're just literally not coped having like we're literally not built to cope with social circles so large like mm. you know if you're in a, if you're in your tribal group of 20 people and one of them doesn't like you that's fine if one person doesn't like you in your whole world that's fine but like when it's so many all the time i just don't think people are built it, it, it made me understand why so many big youtubers are narcissists because you you literally can't cope with the stress yeah. of getting that much negative feedback yeah if you have a if you have a healthy relationship with other people i don't know like <laughs> if you're not a narcissist like you know like and i yeah. i i don't know i'm not saying that everyone who's big is a narcissist maybe just lots of people manage it a whole lot better than i can um but i don't think i'm i don't think it's a healthy place for me like being online i think it's big yeah i think i'm just sort of realizing that how unhealthy it is for me well brains do yeah. do those funny things don't they it's that kind of yeah you make something and yeah, you know, not even necessarily sharing it on online, which of course opens up. But yeah, you, you kind of show it to a bunch of people, and you get people going, "Oh wow, that's amazing! Oh, I've never seen anything like that. That's brilliant! Oh, fantastic! How did you learn to do that? You must be so talented!" You get all these comments, and then somebody goes, "Was well, that it?" Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's well, not really well, negative. It's not really negative. That's not going to work. Yeah. And that's what even just say it's it's a it's a neutral comment. It's not even necessarily a yeah. negative comment. Yeah, it's just a neutral comment. And yeah. you suddenly go, oh, is it that rubbish? Is that really that rubbish? It's like, yeah. It's, it's like, right like, in the forget. Oh, my brain remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right in that dopamine curve. You know, if you've got, um, you know, that the, the kind of expectation of like, I'm, I made this and this made me feel good. Mm -hmm. I know that when I've made something, it's made me feel good. I've shown it to someone else. It's made them feel good as well. So let's, let's, you know, put the next one on the chain, and then like you say, when you get that that one that just, yeah, but you could have done better, or yeah, but you could have done this one differently, or you could have done it how I liked it, not how you liked it. Yeah, 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 Somebody, right. somebody once told me a, a sort of strategy because you get the same sort of thing in teaching, mm. where you kind of you know you don't remember the kid that. Every, every for me, one of the things, the great things when I was sort of teaching was you know, you get that time when some child who'd been struggling with something goes, oh, I got it, or some yeah you know, somebody was really enthused about suddenly learning something, or they've you know they've they've been struggling for an entire lesson to get their basic circuit to work, and then they you know towards the end of the lesson they don't necessarily get the full experiment done, but they get the circuit working, and they go, oh, and you can see excitement wrong. and the joy, and you can and, see that excitement, yeah, and yeah. and that that certainly for me help bolster all those times when you're dealing with those people because one of the problems with school as opposed to maybe adult learning is that you you get a lot of people who don't really want to be there yeah yeah physics was a compulsory part of the curriculum not an optional part ah, and sometimes and sometimes even with the optional course you know certain parents uh, ages they take doing options it so they can be an engineer and be rich yeah <laughs> or, or the yeah parents have pushed them into it or they they've picked a subject that they're least worst in Yes. Not necessarily picking something they're most yeah. interested in, but it's like, or they pick it because, oh yeah, I like that teacher, or my mate, my mate's doing that. I'll, I'll pick that as well. Yeah. And that's a good skive. Not, <laughs> not good, not good reasons to take something, particularly if it's a lot of sort of hard work. Mm. And so you get this kind of, you, you are dealing with sort of negative things, and, and some of you sort of say, look, yeah, one of the things to do is, yeah, when you get that little Christmas card from, you know some parent or kid yeah, at the end of the year say, you're my favourite teacher put it into a folder 
Mm. And when you get that, when you get that email from a parent going, I'm really thankful for the work that you've been doing with my son or daughter and, you know, really pleased with the progress they've been making, which are rare emails to get. Again, slot it into a folder. Yeah. And then when you kind of, you, so you build up this, this, this folder of, literally a physical folder, this is what recommendation was, of your positivity. So when you've had one of those sort of weeks where, you know, all the classes have been badly behaved and there's been three fire alarms in one day and something broke and, you know, the, there was a fight and, yeah, just all those sort of things. You can kind of go, right, kind of grab that folder off there and actually remember that actually there's some really positive stuff coming out. I, I think sometimes... Is, is that a path to narcissism, though? If you, you know, if you start to get really, really good at your craft... If you, you only... More... And you, if went, you, you end up with this that, really, really big file of all suppose, these good yeah. things. And... That's one of my it genuine worries too, Jamie, is that the more I would see, the like the more that I would experience crappy stuff, the more defensive I would become and mm. the quicker I would become defensive. And one of my continual worries is that I won't take legitimate feedback or know what it looks like anymore mm. when I see it because... It becomes more difficult to keep... Because uh, I, trusted relationships then doesn't it as well because i'm just so quick to be like nope fuck you like yeah. <laughs> and like well, that i one of my legitimate worries is that i won't yeah accept accept legitimate feedback anymore mm. um i mean i suppose yeah. naomi woo is a perfect example of that with you know her sort of approach to social media particularly at the minute so the minute the last couple of years i suppose of you know kind of going through fighting those battles and having those conversations with the directors or or the 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 you shoulds or the you know well i mean it's her it's her phrase isn't it of everything has merit until merit has tits you know and it's that kind of thing of like the amount of times that she'd done an amazing project and then one moron said oh yeah but if you'd have done this you know and she'd have had the conversation with them and and explain to them, no, you know, I'm actually, you know, I know what I'm talking about. Or, no, I'd, I'd actually considered that, but I followed that path down and realized that while well, you think it's a good idea now, if I'd have pursued that, it would have actually been wrong. And, you know, kind of going down all those things. And then now she's just like, nah, I get lost. Like, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it is that sort of path to maybe you encourage more of it by being more provocative but then at the same time you might encourage more of it by being more engaging or i suppose it's, it's yeah. there's always a fear whichever option you might potentially go down and i don't see a good solution to it and i think that's where i'm stuck no. so i just don't see a good solution to it i yeah i feel it <laughs> but i don't see I can well imagine, yeah really. yeah um... but yeah i very much like naomi says blocking is a self-preservation tactic and i fully mm fully agree with that now is just like yeah because if you just expend like if you just spend emotional energy you're trying to change their mind or whatever else you always lose you just you're just yeah. losing that emotional energy that you could spend elsewhere and i want to spend it on my partner and on my making and on the beautiful people in my life and i don't want to spend it on the demons anymore <laughs> I, mean, I don't i don't it's too much to try and change them all yeah. And I, I yeah. did exactly the same thing, like, you know, especially things like the start of the pandemic and, you know, the, you, you go into these battles of trying to, you know, like you, like you did with dad, trying to, trying to 
educate or trying to um, adjust viewpoints or, or provide information or facts or background or, you know, things like that. And you come out the other end of it, battered and broken and exhausted. And and it's like, well, I, I might have changed their view slightly, but what it's also done is completely changed my view of them. Mm. And it's, it's not, it, it might have slightly improved their situation, but it's, it's negatively impacted mine full stop. And mm -hmm. I, I made a similar sort of thing of like, sort of pulling back from social media a little bit or, you know, people who were in my life who were, you know, fortunately weren't, you know, immediate family relatives, but people that I was able to just go, no, that's it. Done. Done with you now. You know, the, 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 there's too much energy been wasted there that I, I need to do that self-preservation. I need to do that self-care to, to make sure that I'm all right for the people who will listen, who, who will actually ask the question rather than, you know, the, the, the old adage of, I forget what the, which law of the internet it is, but the, the, the quickest way to find the right answer to something is to give the wrong one as a fact, you know, that, that sort of thing of, um, yeah, once you, once yeah, you, yeah, don't don't ask for help. Yeah, don't ask for the answer. No, exactly. Just, just right, give it, give it the wrong answer. one. Wait yeah. Yeah. to correct you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 walked away from people in real life, mm -hmm. I, and I don't just mean yeah that you get that occasion where you bump into somebody you maybe don't know where you are and you just kind of go, I'm not talking to you. I mean, yeah, literally kind of cut people out of my life because I'm not yeah. interested in them taking me down. I I I can't. Yeah, I'm. Over fifty, I can't. I can't change people. I can't change people that are older than me. I might be able to help with somebody who's younger, but again, that emotional toll that that takes to do that. Sometimes it is. I, th I think it's certainly stretchy. I've used where I've literally gone. You know, sometimes yeah, I don't want to know anything about you anymore. I don't want to be dealing with you. You are not in any way positive in my life anymore. You're going. Oh, even there's the kind of you know, you're you're not being positive in my life we're not interacting so i'm going to remove you as well it's not that you've done anything particularly wrong it's just that you you're you're essentially an emotional weight mm, um mm -hmm. and it, it it's hard to do it is hard to do sometimes yeah you kind of yeah. go oh should i have done that should i have tried to change their mind about it whatever i i think i've got to the stage now my age you know I'm getting older. I don't know how long I've got. Long, yeah, I'm. I'm probably on the downhill. Yeah, it, it's fact of life. Yeah, I'm. I'm over fifty. Most people are dead before they're a hundred. Yeah, I, I'm over halfway. Statistically speaking, you're over the hump. Yeah, I'm over the hump. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like I, I. I don't need that in my life. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I want. I want positive people like like you two in my life, not not negative people. And yeah. so yeah, I'll make time for that. I think, I think with making it becomes. There is that burden. I mean, I haven't put out a, 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 a tales from the Tinkerage video for for months. I've got one in edit, which I, I must get on to do. I'm still waiting for the next physics mad one. Um, well, that, that's several years now. Um, I. When you when you make you something, say, Billy, just as yeah. an aside, there is a video of Andy laying on a bed of nails. On his physics Very mad fun. channel. Ooh, that's fun. Love a good bit of nails. 
I think it, I think it's also on my my personal channel as well. I've got so many channels. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a ridiculous number of YouTube channels. Yeah, I think I I think I'm responsible for a significant number of people getting their um, monetization. Yeah, hundred channels. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't quite got that many YouTube. If you're listening, I, I haven't quite got that many. I don't do that. I don't, yeah, it's, it's um, the uh, it's the one button we rig up that just uh, spiders out to, to just preload all the tabs for all the different accounts. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. A button? Do you really have yeah. that button? Yeah, that's no. a good button. No, we should. We should yeah. do. Oh, okay. I was like, that sounds very handy. <laughs> I would like that button. <laughs> it would be. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we'll have a way to kill them tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. set my like my web page like my web browser to open up to a set of tabs every time to remind me to do all the things I need to do in my life. That's me handy. Too. <laughs> yeah. it's made a function. <laughs> yeah, me too. Pretty Sorry, I think, all the I think when we, but when we make stuff, I, I think uh, this is something I've, I've I know a lot of people who've started YouTube channels and a lot of people that are in the kind of early stage to their YouTube channels, and a lot of them and people actually have got big channels and actually sort of that act of making and recording whether it's youtube or whether it's actually just simply instagram that extra burden of well if i'm if i'm going to make it i've got several projects at the tinkerage that i want to do and i want to record but because i want to record them i haven't done them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a few things it's like well it's it's a 10 minute repair job I yep. want to record it. Yeah. And so and I've got totally to be in the, with. Yeah, I've got the right I've got the right amount of I need to st I need some quiet. I mean my next door neighbour not to be making more sort of garden furniture, um, or whatever he's doing. He's constantly making things for his garden. Um so impact driver going, yeah, you know, going or whatever. The weather's gotta be good enough if I've got to be outside to fix it because I've only got a small workshop. And then you've kind of got to have, yeah, you've got to have that enough inter uninterrupted time to get cameras set up and, and everything else set up. And you've got to think about the angle. And so your 10 minute job isn't a 10 minute job anymore. It's a, it's now an hour. Yeah. But it needs to be the right hour. Yeah. And that kind of takes, I think that takes the joy away from many, from many people. Um, yeah, definitely. I definitely found video editing joy sucking or oh, video video <laughs> making video making the whole thing i just well, could yeah you, could you switch to the live streams for quite for a, for a chunk as well didn't you to as a kind of a almost a, a way of combating that i suppose yeah because i quite enjoy the live thing i think because you can just sit down and do it and it doesn't have to be perfect and i mean a video mm. doesn't have to be perfect either and none of mine were but like i just have this whole it's a lot more emotional burden to try and to make it nice and snippy and you know, like, like, cause a lot of my videos are like how to do something and, you know, that mm -hmm. takes a bit of thinking to construct that and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, yeah. Live streams end up being more fun. Well, <laughs> something that's, I suppose, linked into that a little bit, but you know, it is the, the, you mentioned having props with you. And of course you have the, a very large prop on display behind you anyway. It's your, your organization. Oh, your yes. Stuff. Mm. <laughs> Yes, um, which was it's another... a little less organized than my old one. This I'm waiting for a cabinet underneath, but anyway, yes, it's still relatively organized. <laughs> but it was it was another one of your sort of mammoth projects that then has given so much uh, creative energy to a, to a lot of people who were 
stifled by their own environments. You know, even just from seeing the conversations in, you know, in Discord and stuff where you've gone, oh, yeah, I kind of did a whole thing about that. Here's here's the link. You know, and and then like just seeing the feedback of these you know, people who are friends in the Discord, who are just going, oh my god, Billy, that's amazing. That now I've got an idea of what I can do to to help like organize my chaos. Or I mean, yes. Fully agree. I need to do something. Pretty good. <laughs> you got little storage things. There's not too much on the floor. I think you're doing pretty well. <laughs> A lot of it's hidden. <laughs> and my wife would That is one thing. <laughs> this side is just as tidy as that side. In, in fact, maybe even a little more so. So that is the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, mean, that my, is a hard-earned skill is, as well. A really hard-earned skill. Your level of um, you know everything in clear boxes. You can see things. Everything nested or you know self-contained or, or things like that and it is utterly utterly logical when you think about it and it's one of those things that i think every one of us who's who's read through your guide of like you know how to it's essentially how to how to think like an adhd brain to organize everything so it's sensible and logical and you can use the space and stuff like that. Yeah, I think every one of us who's who's read through it has gone, oh shit, that's just so sensible. Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> and I really am like that. And like, yeah, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all that stuff is like years and years of me trying to work it out. You know, like just and, and distilling it all down into nice. something. Yeah. And trying loads and loads of things and failing a lot because I I used to live like a hoarder, but like not even an exaggeration. I would wade through my belongings like an actual hoarder. Um, there's various reasons I'm, why I was I'm like that. I'm not saying anything at this point. Um, but I'm, I'm <laughs> staying quiet as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would and literally wade through my belongings. And I have one photo on there from when I was partway through this journey. I was actually better than I had been. But even that photo is like, like hoarder levels. Um, but yeah, I'd already begun the journey and I'd already picked up a few things along the way um in in that photo so it definitely wasn't the worst it ever got i just never took pictures because i was so ashamed um yeah it's amazing i ever got laid um but yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah so i i i'm i it's been so nice to hear from people who've tried some of that stuff and have had it working for them and like mm -hmm. the way ali talks about it i really think that it's changed their world quite a bit um, like, yeah. yeah, the way, the way they talk about it is just like, I mean, I, I think there is, a, so there is a huge amount of mutual respect and admiration that <laughs> we adore each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it's just so nice to be able to, yeah, I cling on to that sort of stuff. I, it, it's, it's really, really just so lovely to hear. And I'm so, yeah, happy that, um, that it's helped. What changed is that? Uh, Reese, uh, yeah, Rice has what's changed. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, what changed as in how I became not a hoarder? If if, if that's the question, uh, that's I have what a whole I'm, blog that's post. What I'm reading that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole blog post on my on my website. It's one of the more recent ones. Um, maybe don't open the website at work because there is an adult toy. It's one of the most recent blog posts. <laughs> um, but I think it's just below that one. Um, but yeah, there's a whole blog post about about that sort of thing. We will link. And also, I'll link I... directly to that post. In yeah. Thank you. So yeah, that'd be lovely. Anyone, couple of days time, if you want to link to that one in work, rather than just going to Billy's blog and, and scrolling down. 
Because I think it's a thing a lot of maker folks struggle with, particularly our kind of makers that do so many different things, because it's Mm kind of hard to organize it when you have so many different hobbies (laughs) and they all kind of somehow interrelate a little bit. Um, But while we're talking about chat stuff, I just want to say thank you, Joe. It's so lovely to see you in in the chat from Project Red. Thank you, Joe. Um, and thank you for all your continual support over the many, many years. Like I just, oh, yeah. Project Red Joe, you're a legend and I, I don't even have the words. So um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the one. Thank you. Um, literal yeah. legend as we're looking at the, I, I've got the uh, um, your Discord up on the top as well. And I can, I can see yes. Joe there as, <laughs> yeah. as legend. Yes, so, yes, li- yeah. Literally confirmed but in print. Not only like in Patreon support, but just like, emotional support and kindness and like just genuine kindness over the years and not only to me and to so many people and so quietly he's just just quietly supports so many people in so many ways and um yeah you're a legend joe i hope you're still listening um but yeah you're now, if i remember correctly you wanted your you had a chat with him on yeah your yes podcast we did so go check that one out it's great yeah i'll link it's- that very oh, clever human. Eric's arrived as well. Oh, Eric, hello. Hello, Eric. Eric Good morning. Eric, Good evening. Hopefully, hopefully going to be a future guest. We haven't asked him yet. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's, Eric, on, our, he's on our wish list. Um, <gasps> Eric is amazing. Oh, my God. But Eric, what a Eric brain. has been joining in um, and and enduring our waffles previously anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd be perfect. He's, yeah, Eric is amazing. Definitely. You'll have is. loads to chat about. You can chat about anything with Eric, and he will have awesome stories of things he's done in the past. This is <laughs> something that, that Andy anything. and I discussed when we've, when we've been discussing, you know, like who we'd like in the future and stuff like that. We, we've got a couple of people who are a, a very similar ilk, you know, that you can you can throw a, a random topic into the mix, and they will just take that and and speak. Um, Which and totally Eric suits is, how we're doing. Make us waffle. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a <laughs> we don't go down the topic. Yeah, we don't generally go down the topic line. Although we're going to do that with a group chat in a couple of weeks' time. We, yes. we have a, we, that's our kind of first time where we're actually going to have a topic as such. Try and be sensible and, and try and stick to topic. <laughs> I think we're going to aim for something similar every 10 episodes now. We've got one set up for number 30 where we're going to look oh. at art, design, craft, the difference. Um, that's a topic I love. I yeah. will look forward to that one. That's one I really find quite fascinating and I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I talk Not about sure. that for a while. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come I'll back to that. That's, I think that's our, I think that will be our episode before Christmas. It will be, yeah. Yeah, it's our last cool. one before Christmas. Um, Very cool. That'll be awesome. I will look out yeah. for that because that's a particularly interesting topic to me because it's so subjective. <laughs> like, you know, like... It's a it it's one that you can debate out for a long time. And yeah. Well, yeah, this is exactly it. We, we've we've got. I mean, are, are we gonna are we gonna spoil it for Billy here? You know, and and say who we've got on because oh, you can keep it. I don't mind. You know, maybe this is maybe this is for the after show. We you know we'll just, just sort of like the, the little nugget of uh, tease tease the audience. Well, we've got a, we've got a variety of people booked in for that, haven't we? We've got to... we have a, a, a wide gamut of um, well, a, a spectrum as always. <laughs> <laughs> a, a spectrum of makers, I think, is probably a perfect phrase. Yeah, spectrum, spectrum. Oh, good. Collect, collective now for makers. What would it be? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. spectrum's a good one. I like that. 
But would that be the best collective now for, for makers? A menagerie. A menagerie of makers. <laughs> I love the alliteration. The spectrum is still linear. And I feel like we're at least three mm. dimensions in the maker. <laughs> Probably oh, more. I, yeah. I I, like... Andy's been using his physics brain to try and um, Venn diagram trying to it sort all. Of work it all out. It's, you can't do it on a standard Three dimensions diagram. isn't enough. Definitely yeah. like a networky kind of vibe. Like like neural or something <laughs> yeah like a neural net yeah. isn't it, yeah. neural and, and, net. Uh, it I, th I think to be honest it probably is i think it, it, it is net. a form well, of neural net i genuinely do think so like one of the beautiful things that i love about the maker community is watching an idea start here and spread through different makers yeah. changing slightly as it goes and and isn't the internet amazing and aren't we so lucky to be able to think interpersonally like yeah. between other humans like because we are acting like the maker community as a whole is acting like a big brain it goes through bits where it's really into one thing and then that fades out but like thoughts jump between people and evolve as they go but thoughts do that in our actual brain and i could talk about this mm. for a while and how creativity happens and how that physically yeah ideas bump together and then you get these sparks of awesome um but that's really what's happening in inside the community too these these thoughts bump together and oh i could actually use that over here in my biology research um like yeah. like i really want to get a ceramic printer because i really want to make a filter for my three for my fish tank um because i was reading a paper when i was in uni about how gyroid infill structures increase cell proliferation when they're placed as bone scaffold structures inside the body um so like they use them for like a bones, they implant a bit of 3D printed material and they were trying different infill methods and the best was gyroid because the liquids can flow through it really easily, but it has those mm. like twists and turns in it for cells to be deposited and stick there and start proliferating. And so cell proliferation and thus bone growth and everything else is higher in gyroid infill. And I thought, wouldn't that be cool to have as a fish tank filter? Because that's what you need in a fish tank filter is you need lots of places for the for the course, all the yeah. microbes to stick, but you also need high water flow through so that mm. you can yeah you know have the um the microbes doing their job and turning the chemicals into safer chemicals basically um and i was like talking to my friends about that i'm like i want a ceramic printer so i can print in gyro so i can make a fish tank filter <laughs> like you know adhd things um and, and this is why and then someone else is like oh i have a friend who works in coral research and like helping coral propagate on reefs and oh maybe we maybe they could use that and if they could you know and so like these ideas just bounce like you put an idea yeah. out there and it bounces into other people and then other people turn them in and it's just so cool i think that is and, and that's like, a neural network yeah 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 i really think the, we're, the transfer we're a, of brain skills. Little shop, a brain of makers i think that's what we are like <laughs> it's a like it's a but I, I, I want to go back slightly yeah ceramic printers oh dude <laughs> they've actually been around a long time um yeah, they're 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 not. Exactly we had Eric in the chat, and <laughs> I think Eric's probably. I know Eric's worked on wax ones. He's probably done ceramic ones. It's a paste extruder, and you can put all kinds oh, okay. of things in a paste extruder. So um, you paste extrude and then bake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and um. And a Marie or. There's actually a, a analog. 3D printer. There was one of the top posts on the 3D printing subreddit for a long time. I think. I think the subreddit's grown since, but for a long time, there was an analog 3D printer and it, it was a ceramic printer um, and it was all clockwork driven. It was amazing. Um, no electricity at all. I know. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, look, Eric, look, there we go. There's a whole bunch of ceramic yeah. printers on the market. Yeah, there's the paste extruder type. There's also some that they have it in a resin bind. Yeah, okay, he's about to, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a resin bound one. Um, and then you burn most of the, the polymers, well, you burn the polymers away in the kiln and you're just left with the ceramic. Thank you, Eric. Um, we appreciate you as always. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess in a similar way to kind of polymer metal clays. Mm, yes. Yes. Which is, which is, yeah. I mean, I, one of my, I used to do silver jewelry, um, mm -hmm. haven't done it for a while, so that's what I'm saying used to. And one of the kind of options there, certainly something my, my sister has played out with some of her work was with sort of, you know, polymer um, metal clays where you kind of literally, you, you, you take your shape, you bake it, polymer gets driven off and you're left with pure, essentially pure silver. Yeah, yeah. I think that is highly underutilized in in the maker community too, because like you could 3D print a mold, push that clay, the silver clay, into the mold, stick it on your stovetop and have a fully silver part. Like mm. and I don't think many people realise that metal clays are a thing. Like <laughs> the, the polymer clays mm. are metal polymer clays are a thing. Um yeah, I think it's highly underutilized because yeah, that's Absolutely, it's really yeah. cool and something I've wanted to try for a long time, but the clay is a bit expensive. A lot of them are precious metals and quite expensive. Yeah, yeah I think you just said about ceramic filled filaments that you then sinter. So you yeah, print it in a regular yeah. FDM printer. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Uh oh, Andy's coat. <laughs> and, and just, I mean, I, I'm not a chemist, but yeah, obviously, I, I, I'm a physicist and I, I, I know chemists. I've worked with chemists and, I, and you know, I'm sort of thinking, yeah, like you're talking about filters and thinking about. Well, actually you can have ceramic water filters yeah so yeah, yeah. and so you could actually potentially uh, I'm, I'm just sort of thinking yeah it's like almost the history of 3d printing but my earliest knowledge of 3d printers was learning about kind of essentially united states military vehicles that would be taken into a battlefield area we've got obviously tanks and other vehicles to think we can't have necessarily all the spare parts uh, things like gaskets for all the different vehicles but we can have a 3d printer that can actually produce the parts from essentially a catalog and that and that was kind of the first my first introduction to sort of 3d printers and what they might be and how they might work and i'm sort of thinking well yeah actually you could take maybe i mean water access to good water and clean water in in africa for example is is a huge huge problem Yes, but filters are, are bulky and difficult to transport. But perhaps filament and an oven and three printer might then be able to produce filters that could sort of go on. And not mm. even filament. If you're using a paste extruder, you just need clay, and clay is relatively easy to find. <laughs> you just need yeah. some safe fish clay. Yeah, yeah. And then you're building it. You don't even have to ship stuff there. <laughs> yeah, Eric says though that the. You're looking at 1500 degrees celsius sintering temperatures yeah uh, and i mean that's that's, that's ceramics in yeah. general well ceramics yes 12, yeah. 1200 yeah often yeah but you can build that in a in a big fire if you i mean yeah. oh it's, yeah. it, it yeah. does but yeah we've been doing that for a while as humans but i mean it might be different <laughs> ceramic that's finely printed on a printer and stuff it might take a bit of an angling but yeah yeah i, I don't know whether you'd want just a bug standard blast furnace maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> something slightly more gentle for delicate lattices yeah one of those um 
the mud kilns, though, they tend to do quite well generally. I think you like build the yeah, fire and you build the mud around it, so it can slow down. Mm. It can. I think it's the cooling down slowly thing that That's is a lot problem, of the hard yeah. part yeah. about the ceramics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely mm. don't splash water on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Kaboom. <laughs> Oh, things to learn. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it, it kind of makes it all makes sense. It fits in with other things I know, but I'd, I'd not really thought of ceramic 3D printers. It's yeah, that, it's that transfer of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And like the paste extruders, you can put all kinds of things in them. Like um, this guy, Charles Meyer, and he was printing like this kind of protein thing from uh, shellfish. It's like a waste product from shellfish that they refine down. It's called. It's not casein. It's something like that. And it has all these interesting properties. And he was, he was printing that with a ceramic printer. People print cells with, with not ceramic printers, with um, paste extruders. People print cells with them, like biological cells. People print um, paper. I've seen paper pulp. That was really cool. Like, you'd take paper and, oh, like, pulp cool. it down and then make lights and stuff out of it. That was really neat. Um, yeah, all kinds of things in a pulp extruder. They're really cool. A, a mm. paste extruder. I keep saying it wrong. But, yeah. There's all kinds of fun things. I'm really it, yeah, there's I such <laughs> simple looking things as well. It's, it, I mean, it's just a robot controlled syringe. Syringe, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of maths in the the flow because I think yeah, as I'd the imagine there's a lot of changes. The flow is a little different. Something like that. There's some, but you know, viscosity and things. Yeah, for it. I would, yeah, I would imagine the viscosity of the the fluid you're, or the paste you're trying to put out, which potentially could change. This, certain materials, the viscosity will change when you you force them through a, a small orifice. Yeah. Well, yes. won't. And that's one of the hard things about the cells is that the there's quite a lot of pressure in the nozzle bit, and they want to be able to be quite fine details, but they're exposed to so many stresses that the cells mm. just burst. <laughs> and then, like, yes. Yeah, they're not really like living at the other end. <laughs> um, it's slightly yeah, delicate like, things. Yeah, it's like mean, they're, they're really just papers about the shapes of the nozzles and stuff and all the stuff in between. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to, to to sort of sort of em, embrace my inner Steve is what is the quote I'm going to use, which is it's just mostly for Andy's benefit there. But um I mean that would that would definitely be something that would grab my attention. Badump. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me me um for for the benefit of our audience who who know the in joke that, that is our sort of cue to help try and, you know, give you a fighting chance of actually getting to work today and, and things like that. Yeah, so the benefit of those listening later in the week, we, this is our kind of, yeah, what's been grabbing our attention section, which can be anything from work you've been doing, work you're going to be doing, that you're thinking about, or things you've seen, you've books you've read, people that have caught your attention, and, and whatever. It's not. We don't limit ourselves as some uh, other podcasts do, or focus. We don't focus, perhaps, as some podcasts do, on one particular <laughs> thing, a video of the week, or uh, whatever. So it can be anything and everything and multiple Is things. Is there anything you, you would like to bring some eyes and ears to? Oh, yeah. Um... Mm, I'm pretty good. Just if you if you want to hang out with other cool makers, head to head to my Discord. We have a lot of fun there. And um, 
yeah, check out my blog if you want to see some of my work or my website. There's a bit of, a bit of info there and my YouTube channel if you want to hear me waffle. Um, but mostly I, I try to <laughs> let other people talk more because I have a little podcast kind of like this. So if you like this format of long discussions with makers, um, I have a series there. It's not ongoing as much anymore. There's a couple I have to um, get up because they're recorded and not edited. But um, yeah, there's, there's a good backlog of really, really cool humans that I've spoken with and yeah had the had the pleasure to spend some time with um so if you're into this kind of thing you might enjoy that too yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> are there any particular makers you'd like to shout, shout out at all oh ali of course and hannah if you haven't seen those two yeah amazing yeah. zach friedman oh there's so many how could i even there's so many here all day so yeah, many cool it's people. It's, it is difficult oh, isn't it yeah. I mean, basically just join Billy's Discord, pick one yeah. from the list. <laughs> Hang out with cool people, chat chat away. I've, I've noticed a few people in the in the chat um, Yeah, from there, so it's lovely to see. Lovely to see them. Um, yeah, like Beardy, hello. Lovely to see you here. <laughs> Fellow Aussie. Um, but yeah. It's become a bit um, of a regular in, the, uh, in, in our uh, waffles. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I feel like we should just all share friends because um, we're all cool humans. <laughs> yeah um yeah nothing in particular too many cool people yeah you got anything, have, you got, have you got anything coming up that you you might be able to I'm share thinking with us? i might I do you... some more fusion 360 workshops i ran some of those for make awesome. um and like i said i took a pretty significant pay cut to be at my current job um so and i want i want to save for a house um and so i'm thinking i might run a few of those workshops in the not too distant future um probably one before christmas doing christmas ornaments um and just it, but it's really just a basic introduction to fusion 360 um like so it, no and we're just using no absolutely none it's, no, it's meant for your no like day one i've never touched fusion 360 and people keep telling me it's the software i need but every time i open it i want to cry kind of person because <laughs> that's where i was for many months and eventually got over that hump and like i want to bring people along and yeah I, I think i've got a pretty it's, it's really how to use fusion 360 the object doesn't matter as much i've done it with chess pieces and i've done it with um christmas ornaments um, but it doesn't really matter. The skills that you learn, you'll be able to apply to whatever you want to make. It's the foundationals of Fusion 360 skills. Um, so I'll get some, I'll get some events for that up, and I'll put put them out on Twitter and Discord and 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 my blog and stuff as well. And you can see the reviews from previous ones on my blog mm. as well, and the slide decks which are up there too. So um, if you don't want to pay or you you're like wondering how it's going to be, 98.8 percent like people like it so <laughs> or like i think i had like a star system and it added up all the stars and it was 98.8 percent um so i think that's pretty good i think that's pretty I good think, i don't yeah, know if you can get much yeah. higher than that um, in, in a group of humans so um yeah i think i've got a pretty good a pretty good workshop there so i don't want to steal jamie's limelight because i know he runs fusion as well um, no 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 I, I i ran fusion for some friends and that was that was basically oh, yeah. it. <laughs> The, the, um, the, the professionals like yourself who can actually charge money for doing this as a as a as a thing, as opposed to me, just it was a it was a good group, a, a group of friends at the start of like the COVID lockdown stuff. We just went, let's all swap what swap skills. Oh, lovely! That's so lovely. that was that was my kind of like dragging my friends into into the CAD world. But... Beautiful, beautiful. Well, yeah. Jimmy's underselling himself a little bit. Yeah, he. he his professional job is working with CAD. Oh well. Thanks. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't normally just teach my friends fusion. But. Well, they're, they're, I mean, <laughs> but as as we were discussing earlier, sometimes you know, 
working in it, being able to do something well in a job doesn't necessarily mean you can necessarily teach it well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can do your job perfectly and be brilliant at it and yeah, you can achieve we need this made into CAD, do it, you can do it, but to show somebody else how to do it isn't necessarily an easy thing. Mm-hmm. He did do a good job though, Billy. He does Yay, he's, good, quite, well he's a good teacher. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Thank you. I, th- I think for, for mine and Andy's um, things that have been grabbing our attention this week are basically the same thing that we've both been at our lovely friend James from Molten Makes wedding this weekend. Yeah. So that's that's Mess basically all some we've other done, makers. Yeah, there was. Yeah, well, I've, I've got. Makers. I do have a couple of other ones which we'll come to, but yeah, it was it was really cool to sort of meet up with a couple of other makers. Uh, there's been a few things out on social media, so I'm sure some people will uh, be familiar with some of the people that were there if they've followed uh, James uh, or, or a few of the other makers. We had uh, Al from Al's Hack Shack, uh, Caro, who we've we've interviewed on here, Prop uh, Berlin. Yep, Prop Shop Berlin, Dandles. People who will know who Dandles is and what Dandles is. Monkey Workshop. Yeah, and his wife Janie, uh, Steve House. Tools with tools, Moonshine Metalworks. Moonshine Metalworks and the Forge UK. Yeah. You're there, uh, everybody. Afraid so. <laughs> Lovely. We know, we know a few some people. Little, some yeah. little Swedish bloke, blacksmith fellow from Denmark. Uh, like yeah, the, the Finland. Uh, the, the, what's the other Norwegian one? blacksmith. Uh, We're always winding him yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Rasmus Lohenstinsgaard. Yeah. So he... He was there as well. Came over from Norway to uh, show how well he can dress um, in traditional Norwegian yes um, state dress. In in his, uh, I need to Google this. Very well dressed up he was. <laughs> um, it was quite interesting. Yeah, there was, there was a there was a gentleman in a in a in Scottish regalia and uh, then Rasmus in his traditional. Norwegian, uh, Norwegian oh, kids, and they awesome. became friends. I think yeah. they did almost instantly. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, I love it. That is so Billy, good. Do you, do you need to dash? Because I know you've got other. You've got places. Yeah, to I gotta well. go do a driving uh, lesson. I'm trying to learn to drive. <laughs> yeah. I just, Quite I just terrifying. want to quickly write just before we we, we dip off. Um, as well as the wedding, there's a new podcast in town uh, called mm-hmm. Two Thirds Focused, which is, is actually Rasmus, uh, along with uh, Jan, the nerd inventor, the nerd inventor, and our friend also that's been a previous guest, uh, Gerard the Redsmith. Um, and the other one that's maybe not quite so nice, maybe not so, probably not the best ending, but uh, show. Uh, for those who've kind of sort of followed maybe the American um, maker will maybe know of a name of a gentleman called Brexton uh, Worthlin who actually passed away quite a young chap uh, passed away this last week after complications with cancer so oh, no. maybe go and check out his stuff and just kind of you know, get a bit of a boost mm. and I think yeah I think the, the thing from that is yeah community is really strong and yeah a lot of people kind of who knew him well I didn't know him that well a couple of little chats with him but it's it's the maker community is a strong community. It's a it's a really good supportive community, and mm-hmm. I, I think we need to kind of promote the positive, and yeah, hopefully try and weed out the the, the negative uh, people, so that 
you know, we can actually all be better and you know, we can, our neural nets can grow and grow and grow and, um, yeah. brain of makers. <laughs> yeah. Brain of makers. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Brain I like that makers. too. <laughs> so oh. we've, obviously you've told us already where we can find you. Um, yeah. Next week, we've got the other half of Kids Invent stuff uh, from Ruth, and that's Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be a nice chat. And, of course, we'll be chatting again in, in two weeks' time. Um, or uh, I think perhaps Jamie and I will just be yeah, listening more and posing your yes. question. I, um, taking notes and asking silly questions. Well, not silly questions, but asking the uh, asking the questions to learn what we can, I think, is the... Uh, yeah. And we'll we'll hopefully just maybe talk a little bit more about that next week, so that people are kind of know what to expect because uh, it's going to be yeah, different, and we still we still need to sort out a few little things. So that's going to be it's going to be good. I think it's going to be hard. I think I, I'm, um, there may be some trigger warnings needed, but uh, I think well, I think we'll have to start with a with a fairly significant yeah. content note. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. hopefully everyone will be feel safe to, to contribute and, and uh, do that. So looking forward to that. Yeah. Links to everything from today as well will be in the description and stuff. Andy has been taking notes all, uh, yep. all, all through the last two and a half hours. And we'll... Thank you so much right. for having me. Seriously, Thank it's been so for... lovely to hang yeah. out. And I know we hang yeah. out all the time, but it's been lovely to hang out on, on video. And, and, and thank face you all. Face, yeah. Yeah, it's been so lovely. And thank you for all your help on, on the Discord with the moderating and stuff. It's so nice to have, to have, thank you yeah, for giving us a home. Having my back and stuff. And, <laughs> and yeah, I just really, really appreciate, really appreciate you both. And thank you. Cool. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Right, let's, let's say goodbye Likewise. to the live audience and then we can have a quick chat before going off and doing our respective things. So bye bye, folks. See you next Bye-bye. week. Bye. <laughs>